0: Big old classic. Bap. He still does it after all this time.
1: He still does the bap.
0: I'm excited, actually, and I, I see it on your screen. And now I'm curious because I've been doing some research today. What kind of uh, what kind of arm do you
1: use? Microphone arm. This was actually I just got it. This is a gift. This is my gift for my dad for Christmas. This is Gator is the brand. Gator Frameworks.
0: Okay. No. Yeah. I was looking at one of those today. I didn't end it's, up going. I, I didn't end up going with it. I bought I bought an arm, so I'm going to be waiting for it to come in.
1: Well, it's definitely a definitely worth it i like i said before i was just using like a boom stand that i've had just forever
0: uh-huh and uh
1: which is fine but just it gets in the way and the way of it set up i want it to be as convenient as possible and just having it sitting on your desk is so much better so i yeah, love it
0: i was looking at that i i ended up going with against everything i ended up going with just one of bl- uh, blue makes a an arm um, uh, the, the same people that make the blue yeti they make an yeah. arm and i ended up going with it um even though i was looking at the blue i was looking at the gator and i was looking at the uh rotor p psa whatever it's called psa1 yeah. something like that i was looking at those three and i'm like because i really want an arm because i'm really tired of this microphone being against my desk and every time i clack with my mouse or type on my keyboard you can hear right. everything and i'm like i'm i'm getting an arm this has been a year in the making. I'm getting, I'm an, getting, arm getting an arm. Banner. I'm doing I'm, it. I'm getting an arm. <laughs> it's going to happen.
1: Well, it, it seriously, it it's a game changer. I've only been using it for a month, but it, I mean, it's it is a ga- it's just so convenient. There's so many wires, at least that I have on my end. Any because I'm assuming I don't know if your frame or your frame. Sorry, your um, arm does it or not, but I'm assuming they all do or most of them do. But they have a cable right like built into it. So like. Um, You can plug your mic right into that, and then it goes out from the arm.
0: Yeah, the Gator that you have, I know, does that, but of course, it's an XLR cable. I'm using a USB microphone, so that doesn't actually
1: help me. Uh,
0: (laughs) Ah, you're
1: you're a USB boy, that's right. That's That's right.
0: right. For better or for worse, maybe I should just invest in an XLR microphone and get an actual sound rig and actually grow up and... Leave leave the little man. boy's pants behind, but
1: listen, listen. I think you can do it. You've got the experience, man. Because you uh you um you have a little audio interface, right? I do not. Oh, so your USB just straight it's in? It's just
0: straight plugged in USB. Okay, I mean it's convenient. It's nice. It, unless you're doing like professional vocal performances, I don't think anyone notices. But like if I was trying to be like a voice actor, someone would probably hear it. But I don't have an ear would. for it.
1: I I I wouldn't have known myself and I'm I am an audio guy. So it's not a big deal. And plus you're only really needing one audio track at a time. You don't need to record like eight things at once. So
0: Not yet. Maybe not down yet. the line when I when I'm dry, dropping I don't know, rap mixtapes or something.
1: Or I you don't... have your live studio audience or something.
0: Yeah, when I have a whole room of people, it's going to happen.
1: M- Magic Man Mo live, man. <laughs>
0: I don't even. I don't. I don't know what that show would be. I don't know what that would be.
1: (laughs) You know what it would be? It would be me and like three other people watching, and we'd be having the time of our lives. That's what it would be.
0: But watching whatever it was, right? What would it be though? (laughs)
1: Content-wise,
0: what would it be? It's people in a room doing what? (laughs) Magic Man mode live. Am I playing games and people are watching me? That's a little weird. It's like it's like uh, I'm doing let's play, but instead of people watching the stream on the end of, other end of a computer, it's a live studio
1: audience. That would be so wildly <laughs> uncomfortable. I think it would be funny too, like you didn't have any like display to show what you're playing. It's just you on a stage on a laptop or on a computer with no out, like outwards There's display no so we screens. just see you.
0: You just see my reactions to what I'm doing. That's like the uh, the anti Let's Play or something like that. Instead of watching the gameplay, you're watching the Let's Play react. Yes. To the, it's like a React channel, but without knowing the content. It's a live React.
1: Um, actually, I don't know if you uh, Game Grumps, which I don't keep up with them anymore, but if, like many years ago now, they did a April Fools' video. I know that video. They, they know, did you know, and two they were playing a Zelda game. Yeah, and
0: yeah. did you <laughs> and see people... the video? Yeah, I would think you're gonna about. What? Well, no, go ahead and say it, go ahead and say it. I was gonna it. say, did you see the video where someone recreated all of their yes. actions based on the reflection in <laughs> yeah, their window? Yeah, they actually
1: played, that's ridiculous. Imagine that amount of fandom. That's what I think about. Like, imagine right? someone t- time to actually do that. That's amazing to me. Because I saw the reflection in the, yeah, in the door or the window or whatever.
0: Oh, that's, it's amazing. And that's some
1: dedication. It, that really is dedication. It is. But hey, we'll get there. We'll get those, uh, those folks no we will no it's, no we probably won't it's not gonna happen
0: <laughs> it's not gonna happen <laughs> hello friends and you're listening to a hasty podcast yeah we're going right into oh. it no preparation are <laughs> we're you doing ready? it live
1: we're doing it live
0: I, this is all the, everything we've just said is going in right before that was the intro yes. all of it all Good. of this has been saved welcome to a hasty podcast you're listening to a hasty podcast i'm your oh god i didn't prepare this what am i today alex you're a man bear I'm your man bear, Weston Hasty, and you're listening to a Hasty podcast today. I'm joined by my good friend, Alex. Hey, Alex. Hey, how's it going? You might know him uh, from Alex Duquette uh, at youtube.com forward slash Alex Duquette music. If you don't know it, you should check it out. It will be linked wherever there are links kept on the, on this, uh, on this uh, podcast. If you're listening to this through YouTube, it's down in the description. If you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple, Google, uh, all the places, frankly. It will be in the description. Check out his channel uh, where he does music-based stuff. He has medleys. He live streams, jam, and chats where he jams and chat. You should check that out. He also has a Twitch channel where he has recently started playing some games. If gaming is your type of thing, check this man out. It's a good friend of mine. I've mentioned him a few times on the podcast I have. Yes. And I've been looking forward and to each I smile each
1: time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope so. I could,
0: I, I'm always relying on, I'm like, oh, Alex is going to be listening to this. I don't know I don't know if I'm gonna say anything to impress you or interest you or anything. I'm like, okay, I gotta do this for Alex. I can't let Alex down.
1: <laughs> That's right. That's right. Actually, no, you're getting some uh you you've said on, on one of your episodes that you're getting some uh, maybe not feedback It might may not be the right word to say, but like you're getting some listeners.
0: Yeah, every uh every now and again a little bit here and there, especially for someone who does not this is not a big podcast by any stretch of the imagination. Right. I am not going to pretend to <laughs> <laughs> pretend like this is remotely close to uh to popular with anyone, but uh yeah, every now and again I'm getting a comment. It's actually been really nice since I've recently moved to the podcast to being on YouTube as well and having a video element for the podcast that um, it's, I've seen some traffic in that direction. Again, it's nothing crazy or to brag about, but relative to just the audio format, um, the YouTube one, I'm, I've been very pleased that it hasn't been just zero or one views for every episode, that I am getting um, a little bit of traction there. And I, I don't know if that's because of my previous experience with what I already do on YouTube, or if YouTube is just honestly, for everyone listening to this, if YouTube is just honestly a better place to host your podcast. <laughs> Hot take? maybe i don't even know if it's a hot take i think it's just a
1: a secret i think people don't know that yeah you know well when you think about it i mean most in a way a lot of the content that you do can be a podcast anyway you know i mean in a way in in a way right it's commentary it's talking about something whether you're playing a game or whatever but Especially streaming content. It
0: depends on the streamer. Like I do a lot of streaming, but when you consider how long a podcast might be, which a podcast might be an hour or two hours long. Well, if I have a stream that's an hour or two hours long and my type of content is the type where I constantly deliver some sort of audio commentary because a lot of let's plays or streams and that kind of thing are gameplay focused maybe they're playing um something like the latest call of duty or the latest battle royale and it's very skill-based those probably wouldn't be a podcast because they're not talkative in that format whereas mine i try to be on the more talkative side so in like a weird way you could call it a podcast but they're uh
1: they're podcasts that are heavily distracted by gameplay so (laughs) just i can imagine like if you're playing a really intensive game that like, requires your attention and you're just listening to the audio portion, I think it'd be funny.
0: I mean, just imagine... just trying to hold
1: a conversation.
0: (laughs) Exactly right. Like, uh, you've been uh, streaming gameplay to Twitch lately, so imagine your Simpsons Hit and Run uh, uh, stream you just recently did. You should all check it out, twitch.tv forward slash APDucat. Check that out. Imagine that stream, only audio. No one would have any idea what's going on
1: (laughs) most of the time. Right. And yeah, and I've and I've learned very quickly as someone who is a newbie when it comes to really live streaming. Period, I'd still say, but especially games, it's hard. Even if it's a simple game like that, just to be able to see what your comment, you know, what the chat's saying, and keeping, you know, active and and, and emotive and you know that sort of thing while trying to also not suck at a game, it's hard. It is. I don't know it's how a- you're doing, man. It's an
0: unusual skill set, and I'm not going to try to like toot my own horn and be like, "Oh, it is so difficult. I'm clearly a god amongst men." No, it's just an unusual skill set that uh, most people, when you sit down to do it, you don't realize that it is a skill set. You sit down, I'm going to play a game, and uh, I'll just chat with people. That doesn't sound hard, but it's different because it's not people that you're chatting with in a room where you're right. hearing that you your your attention, your visual field is 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 going to be. Uh, your attention is divided three ways, basically. Your gaming, the chat, and possibly any other stuff that you're looking up, checking on uh, Streamlabs, OBS, or maybe your audio setup, whatever. You're distracted three different ways. Um, So that sort of multitasking, as well as delivering a vocal performance, an audio performance, or even a skill-based performance if you're playing a game that requires some level of skill. So uh, it
1: is an unusual skill set in multitasking and improv. It is, and I'm sure it's just a matter of as you've, you know, you've done this for a long time, like it's just a matter of doing it enough and kind of learning how it goes, I guess, as time goes on. Which is why and I've actually that...
0: been excited to see you stream, because I'm like, I want to see <laughs> your version of this.
1: It's hard. It It, it is hard. It, it, it's enjoyable, and it's fun, and it's nice to have a little community to talk to. But um, even – and that's why I started Minecraft, honestly, survival mode. That was the first one I streamed, and that may not yeah. have been the best first one to do, because oh, no, it was that part – so classic. <laughs> it was so classic, because there's that part of me that's like, that because I know how to I know how to play Minecraft. You and I used to play it uh-huh. years ago together, you know, and uh, it'd be fun to do again sometime. But uh, it's it, it's different because there's that there's a little bit of pressure too, not just the stress <laughs> of making sure you're seating everybody, but you know, someone's out there watching who's a Minecraft pro, <laughs> you know, probably everyone that was watching you, pretty much. Well, there's I know there's a, one guy out there in particular. He was like, you should do this. You should do this. Like, I know what I should be doing, but it's hard, <laughs> you know. You know it. But you know
0: it when you have someone in chat that just is dying to backseat game you, right? It's just, <laughs> do this, please, for the love of God. And you're playing and you're like, look, I get it. This is frustrating, but you're going to have to take a chill pill because I'm not you and I'm
1: in the driver's seat. <laughs> right, exactly. It's exactly right. But it's fun. I'm enjoying it and I'm probably going to keep it. Uh, keep it going, so. I did enjoy that. I, I was watching,
0: your uh, you were getting close to your first night in Minecraft, and I'm like, oh, this feels like I'm watching Minecraft Let's Plays in 2011 or 12 all over <laughs> again, and I'm like, I bet you anything dies on his first night. And I, you got to the point where you're building your house against that hill, and you're like, who needs a ceiling? I'm like, ah, oh, Creeper, Creeper's gonna come in. I was calling it. I felt like Nostradamus over here. And uh, yeah, in the middle of the night, a Creeper jumps into your house and kills you, and I'm like,
1: Yes. <laughs> it, it was actually pretty funny because I was rewatching one little part of that stream. And it was like right right before it happened, basically. I was downstairs mining, downstairs, down in the ground mining. And um, I was just watching back to just hear, like, make sure audio sounded good and stuff. And uh, <laughs> I, I look really quickly, and I'm down at the bottom of the stairs that lead back up to my house. And um, I would see these two little creeper feet, and I didn't <laughs> see them. And then I turn around, and then I go back up again, and then that's when it all happened. I thought,
0: dang it they were showing there the whole time it was so good that was a classic
1: first night of Minecraft listen everyone goes through that first night I will never forget my first night of Minecraft you know um like ever because it was me you it was um our friend Jacob um from school um that was at least that was my first time playing and I remember um him saying like okay make sure first thing you gotta do get some wood and build a house Because if you don't, and I didn't listen to them, right? I was running around. I wasn't even punching trees. I think I I was, but um, not as much as I should have been. And then I was just kind of exploring and picking up different things. And then I remember the (laughs) monsters came. The zombies came. Suddenly it got dark. It got dark. And this is before a bunch of um, creatures were in there. So this was before witches and all kinds... I mean, this is early, right? Right, right, right. But I remember I just... There was a big hill and I just dug my way into a hill. I just sat there. I just put wood... Like, I just put grass blocks back in front of me and just waited the whole night because I was my, so scared.
0: My classic move first time in Minecraft is you dig three blocks down, and with one of the dirt blocks you dug, you just put one above you, and you just sit in a two-by-one hole, <laughs> and then you have no idea if it's daytime because it's, it's pitch dark, and you're like, I'm just going to wait here for roughly, I don't know,
1: 10 minutes, and then <laughs> climb back out. Right, you go back up, then that slight chance, it's that timing, it's nighttime again. thinking, jeez, how long are these nights? Just <laughs> go back down. Go back down, it's like, oh, I live here now. Uh ah uh, the classic minecraft times it was <laughs> good stuff
0: that was but also you do music
1: i do music i you do music, music. I do.
0: not not so, so that everyone listening you're not just another one of those dime a dozen let's players like i am you also actually have a talent that you perform on your streams <laughs> i'm a i'm a dime a dozen musician that you see
1: online no <laughs> a no, different, no no different I, I set I, of dozen
0: I think that's a tougher skill set to break into. Any old nerd sits down on their com- gaming computer and starts trying to let's play this guy over here, right? <laughs> he's a nerd with a piano.
1: Yeah, a I'm a keyboard. nerd with a piano. <laughs> I'm a guy. I'm a guy who equally loves video games and gaming, and in fact, most of what I watch on YouTube is gaming. But all I do on my YouTube is music mainly. So, but um, but yeah, I'm a musician. As you can see, I've got my uh. Lovely setup. This is uh, my studio 3.0. Weston's seen Studio 2.0 in person, but I not have this never one seen yet, this one. You got to get you down here sometime, man, and check it out. It's uh, I have a I, I got a a little duplex house. It's a two bedroom. And there's a dinky little second bedroom. It's barely a bedroom. Um, then there's a master bedroom. And of course, when you're a musician with a bunch of equipment, what do I do? I put <laughs> I all put all my equipment in the master bedroom. And then I have a full size bed, and I can barely fit that. <laughs> In the little dinky room, but I just sleep, so who cares? That's priorities, right? Yeah, priorities, absolutely. You need your elbow room in there with all your stuff. That's right. I don't need it when I sleep.
0: I'm just wall to wall, basically. But I feel like I would I would probably in a, be in a similar boat. Even though I don't have the musical stuff, I feel like if I had the two rooms to myself, if I had the two bedrooms to myself, I would take the smaller one for me and the larger one, I'd dedicate a wall to just complete green screen across the wall. And like it would turn into some live studio room. I don't know what I would
1: do with it all, but that's right. what the...
0: What the temptation I def- would be
1: I, I definitely would see you sitting there like brainstorming thinking of ways to utilize the green sp- the green screen space you know you you, you would find a way
0: i, I want to would. get because i've got one and i want to get a second one and i don't know what i want to do with it but i just want more green screen i want it to be wider and i need another lamp <laughs>
1: <laughs> i get it i have a i have a slight little green screen space right here you can barely see it in the, in uh-huh. the shot but I just use that for uh, for the medleys pretty much is really all I really need it for, but it, it serves its purpose, so. Medleys.
0: Let's explain that to everybody that's listening. <laughs> the fifth, I said Alex does music, but the thing that his channel is most particularly known for, and you may or may not have accidentally run into his uh, some of his videos on YouTube, especially that viral one, uh, mm-hmm. the, the roommate remix of When Mama ain't, a, <laughs> ain't Home. You may have seen that trend several years ago, Alex was one of those videos, but also your medleys. The most famous being perhaps the uh, the commercial jingles in under fifteen seconds or it's something. Still the what? most
1: it's still the most popular by views. Yeah, it's uh what is it? I can't remember now. I think it's f- fifteen commercial jingles in under two minutes. Is what That's I call what that was. one. Um, I uh yeah. So medleys, if you don't know what they are, <clears throat> they are usually it's just two or three songs. Um, or more, but usually two or three put together into one song, basically, um, and they kind of flow together. It, it's it's kind of like a mashup in a way, kind of. But instead of a mashup, it's just going from one to another and then to another. What I do is I take 20 <laughs> songs and shove them into three minutes, um, and I try to make it sound as fluid as I can so it doesn't sound jarring. Because you know, different songs have different tempos and speeds and genres and stuff, and I try my best to. Mesh them together into one, so it's a, a fluid listening experience for the listener. And I mainly do it for um, TV shows and cartoons and, and cartoon theme songs and that sort of thing. But I do have plans of expanding it to different um, kinds of songs too. But but yeah, because that's they're what very are. Yeah. they're very easy to make. That
0: you crank them out once a day, don't you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's not even funny. Not even <laughs> funny. No, it's uh, it takes a lot of work. But I I, uh, I I've always had the mindset of. You know you did it right if nobody notices that you didn't do anything wrong necessarily. You know, I put a lot of work into it, but even if I put that much work into it and it didn't sound right, people would notice it. But people don't notice the amount of time I put into it. It's just a normal listening experience for them. And uh, I consider that at least a win in my book, that it's just for the listener, they don't even notice. It's just, okay, he's just playing the instruments and doing his thing. Because it's tough to take... A rap song and a rock song and a country song and put them all in one. But it's for me as a musician, it's a fun challenge, and that's my favorite part about it. To be honest, on the behind-the-scenes side, is the challenge of going, how am I going to put like <laughs> Zoe 101 next to like Drake and Josh or something, right, or or whatever, whatever the theme songs are. But it's fun. <laughs>
0: Especially since you have a, the source material to go okay. off of, you want to pick out, like, what segment of the source material to use. It's not like the entire song being speed run. You're not doing the entire right. intro sequence smooshed into two seconds and then on to the next theme song. You have to pick out the segment, and uh, it has to be recognizable enough that people know which part you're doing. And if you're not paying attention, mm-hmm. as the viewer, if you're not paying attention, uh, sometimes it, it, uh, when you do it really well, it feels like you, took, you did it all in one take. But then of course your brain kicks in and you're like that's impossible you played several different instruments and there's multiple right. of you on screen at one time so it's not really possible but uh when it all flows all right. together like that it's easy to think that like um, or easy to again not recognize the time and work put into it when it's done right like you were saying
1: sure yeah and it's um but once again it's a uh, it's a lot of fun and uh I know that for a long time I used to do like cover songs and things, and mm-hmm. they never, and I enjoyed doing them to an extent. <clears throat> but then one time I just decided, I had this inkling to do a commercial jingles one. I was actually inspired by a YouTuber years ago called, uh, uh, what was his name? Freddie Gretty was his name. And he did a couple medleys. It was just him and a guitar, and it really wasn't fluid, it was just kind of him playing a song. Then he went to the next one, then he went to the next one, right? It wasn't really blending in together, but I was inspired by that. And I decided to take a stab at it, and then that kind of took off just a little bit. And then... Uh, <laughs> just a little bit. Well, at first it was just a little bit, because I was getting, like that point, like 30 views a video or something. And then um, that one got like 800 views. And I thought, oh, wow, this is interesting. People are, like, responding to this. And then I thought, okay, well, I'll do more than... Then I didn't do anymore. I just kept doing <laughs> covers because it because it takes so much time. Um but I found I kinda found a I found a love in it as I did it because of the challenge that it can provide and it helps me keep my uh my craft, helps me home my home my craft as a I guess as a musician, you know, to kind of really mesh things together and stuff. But um and then I do want to bring up this about that first video. I don't know if you know what I'm gonna say. But there was a comment on that first video Yeah that you and I always joke about. This comment, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I still want to make a shout out to this comment at one point. But on that first medley I ever did, there was a comment and it said, "No one asked you to do this," and that's all it said. And I was and I was thinking, "No one asked you to do this. Like, don't do it. Like, no one asked for this." Or is it just like a kind of a passive? Well, I guess no one asked you to do it, but it's okay. Like I, I still want to know what that means.
0: Sometimes the earliest comments we get on on our YouTube channels because some some of them I remember too that are just like that that take you aback where you're like I don't, I don't, I just don't know how to take this comment. Those are some of the most fun where it's like I think I think that this was meant in hate, honestly, but it's just too funny.
1: Right, but. That's a, that's a whole other thing too is just – I don't know how many uh, – a lot of you, – you, you hear people say sometimes you haven't really – you're not a su- successful YouTuber or internet content creator until you have a little bit of, little bit of hate in those comments. Um, I don't know where I stand in line with that, but I will <laughs> say that it's a pretty uh common thing at least.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't say that getting hate indicates that you've made it by any stretch of the imagination. Anybody can get hate on the internet. I <laughs> yeah, think – I think it's more like hate is just uh, a sort of—I don't even want to say rite of passage or something like that because again, I think that that lends too much credence to the people that uh, give you hate for something that they—they didn't—they're not—they're not actually contributing anything to you, and I don't want to give them any more credit than they um, deserve. Uh, but it's just right. something that happens on the internet. You spend time on the internet, you're going to get hate from somebody, whether what you're doing is phenomenal or what you are
1: doing is objectively terrible. No matter what you're doing, you're going to get it. Right, and I but... always I always wonder the uh, <clears throat> the mindset sometimes because you can tell that effort has to be put in to make a hatred comment or to say something hateful or be critical yeah. or in a negative way, at least. You know, because... if. When I dislike something, at least when I'm viewing content or whatever, I'll just, I've never had the urge or the passion to go on there and say, I hate this, right? I, I even—I don't even do dislikes, the... to be honest.
0: That's what I was about to say. I can't even
1: strum up the energy to put a dislike. I just move on with my life. Right. You know that <laughs> old quote, the, the opposite of love is not hate. It's indifference, right? It's just, it's, I'm just, I don't care. I'm going to move on. Something different, you know? Oh, now now I'm
0: now I'm thinking about that. The opposite of love isn't hate, it's indifference. It's indifference. You know? There I feel like there are a couple of different ways to take that philosophy. I don't know if I agree with it. I almost Oh. Like I don't think the opposite of love is indifference, but if there's anything that will drive a creator more insane than hate, it is indifference. So I think it depends on whether or not you're the one like sort of giving the love, hate or indifference versus the one receiving it. Um, Because if you're someone who's hateful towards something, I think that that is the opposite of love, right? Where if you're indifferent, like again, if I go to a YouTube video that I neither liked nor disliked, well, I, I wouldn't call that the opposite of loving it, right? Because then what's the opposite of hate?
1: You know. I guess you know what, maybe that analogy or that quote that I used didn't work for content creation. That's a little bit of a different and, thing. And, I guess.
0: and and yeah, the context <clears> is important, <throat> but, but that's that's it's really interesting because when you do think of it as a creator though, I would probably rather get hate on because I've I've told oh, people yeah. this before. I, I would rather make a video that got one hundred percent dislikes, only hate comments. Everybody universally hates the video, but if I've captured your attention, I've done something right. Well, That's yeah, not a it's, failure
1: on my part. Well, <laughs> yeah, especially on, especially on the YouTube platform, you know, attention yeah. is key. <laughs> you know, so the thing that, that always that, that is a good point,
0: right? Like uh, Rebecca Black would be not a household name. I mean, I don't know. I don't think it's a household name anymore. But at one point in time, she okay. held the the record for most disliked. Uh, video of all time with her music video Friday. I don't know what the most disliked is now. I know it's changed, but what that, that literally her most hated video of all time, put her on YouTube's map and she has several other music videos, a music career. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people don't talk about it because it's not like the in popular thing right now, but like she captured an entire nation. I don't know if it was outside of the U S or not, but yeah. the nation, the world, an entire platform, the YouTube platforms attention, and that, I believe, is a better outcome than if everyone had completely ignored it.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, that's because that goes to the other quote that like the what is it like any press is good press or whatever, um, because you're getting that you're getting the attention, you know. And, and at the end of the day, if, if that's your goal, at least as a person who wants to be have their attention put on right. them, I mean, you, you succeeded. So
0: as that is if a you good can, point. Yeah, if you can lightning rod that attention and and channel it into a creative outlet and do something with it, uh, this is different. Especially the, the negative press thing too, because the negative press again, it's about context. I uh, I almost disagree with that one too, but only because we exist in an era where cancel culture is a thing. So
1: you can man, you get. you got negative. something for each quote I'm given, man.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna shoot down every quote you believe in. You got it. But only because we live in a, in a world where cancel culture is real. So, like, if if, right. if you get a ton of press for I don't know dropping the N bomb on Twitter, I mean, there's no coming back. I mean, yeah, no, <laughs> I don't know,
1: but, but you know that is that is true because that's that's a newer uh, a newer kind of mindset too. At least on the internet mm-hmm. side of things, it's people are much quicker to to cancel you now. Everything's and, uh, archived. Everything's archived. And people are not afraid to go back 12 years ago when Twitter first became a thing, or whenever that happened, and find something. You know, it's an interesting, interesting time right now with that stuff.
0: I can't remember what it was. I I I was going to take a screenshot of this. I did. I was scrolling through Twitter and I just watched this live burn happen just in front of me. Right where I I think it was something that uh, it's something that Twitter posted. I don't remember what it was, and someone um, commented on Twitter just. Like just to try to like fire back, like Twitter said something mundane that no one cares about, but this person was like, oh yeah, I, I'm sure you think that's great, but you should be working on an edit button or something like that. But was trying to come after Twitter, and someone replies to them like, oh, I'm sure you would want an edit button, and they had a screenshot. They went through and found where this guy said like, I oh, hate my- n words.
1: Oh my god. And it's like,
0: I watched in real time, this guy commented just out of nowhere, like, oh, Twitter, how dare you, you should work on edit button, and got immediately ripped just then and there, how fast that happens.
1: The internet is there to tear you down the minute you slip.
0: And the minute you come after somebody, there's gonna be someone else ready yep. to defend that person, and you better have a squeaky history, otherwise you're gonna be destroyed. Oh, it's terrible, it really is. <laughs> Um, it's terrible, that that's also good because now I know not that I don't like that first guy.
1: No, no, right. absolutely. No, you're right. You, you are right. I, I should specify that. A- that is a good thing. Um, but I do think that there are times too when it's just um, maybe like because I've seen examples. I can't think of one off the top of my head, but where maybe somebody said something not to that extent, but that they've since maybe publicly apologized for, or they mm-hmm. they've come out and said, "Listen, I've I've grown from this. I've grown from this." mentality, this mindset or whatever. And there's still no com- going back from it. Yeah, You know, I- I've seen that too. And that can be kind of a hard, uh, I don't know, I think a hard pill to swallow for some people.
0: Yeah, I think it depends on the response a little bit. Like there's some people that I think that have made mistakes in the past that could easily come back from it if they gave it the effort and time. But um, sometimes they, I-, I think those people decide that it's not worth uh, pursuing, and so they let it go. But I think they could sure. come back. It, it, it again, it always depends on the person. It depends on what exactly you're in trouble for. Again, it's well, going to be on a case by
1: case by everybody. And it is so. And even that, even apologies are so manufactured now. And oh uh, yeah, on, in, internet culture. You know, um, there I can name countless YouTubers who have had countless apology videos, and it's just it almost seems routine. It doesn't seem sincere. It just seems it's part of the the gig almost.
0: I, I thought about that. Like if I ever had to make an apology video, which God, I don't know why I would, or what I'd have to do to be in that situation. <laughs> uh, but like, you know, you, you think about these things cause you see it on YouTube all the time, right? Where it's like, okay, say I got into trouble for something. I don't think I would make an apology video. Right. Cause you have, you have two options. You have three options. You have one option, you ignore it that's dangerous. Yep. <clears throat> Two, you make an apology video for it, which is only going to make it look like you acknowledge that you did something wrong, which just gives more fuel to the people that hate you to continue to hate you, right? It's not, right. you can apologize, but no one's going to accept it. Not a, mm. I, I just don't think so. Especially if you actually did do the really bad thing, right? That, that's the thing. If you didn't, then right. that's a different story. Or three, you can just own it. <laughs> and this is something you never see people do. But honestly, if you screw up, Someone could could just come out and say, you know what? I did. I sure did. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? yeah. I, sc- I screwed up. This is not my apology. I screwed up. This is what I do.
1: That's what I used to do. And I'm going to continue, continue to, to hate do this me. thing right now. I'm going to continue my content <laughs> or whatever, you know. That's I true. Know. I, you know, I, I I don't think I can, maybe you can, but I can't th- think of an example of that. Or someone who's just flat out just owned it and said, yep, it happened. You know, I'm not. I'm not quitting because of this. I'm going to keep on going. I bet you if they did, again, there'd be a lot of people who would dip, yeah. if I were to guess. But
0: every now and again, you get someone try to defend themselves, where they're like, "Well, it wasn't that bad. I did this, that, or the other, or whatever." And uh, right. you have people that try to defend themselves, but usually that's in a situation where the per- the thing that they're apologizing for slash not apologizing for is something that they they did with like another creator. Like you just have creator drama, and right. I think that's like a different category altogether because that also seems so manufactured. Because it earns everybody's view, uh, videos millions of views when it's just creator drama, so it's like okay, okay, right. this is all manufactured. But right, but yeah, the apology video is—it's just like if you apologize, you're gonna look fake as heck. You can sit oh there gosh, and yeah. actually break out into tears on the kitchen floor, and that's literally a genre of apology video. I mean,
1: <laughs> yeah, it has been done. It's nothing's new. <laughs> nothing's new under the sun. Um but yeah actually I do want to bring up a point you you mentioned yeah. earlier if you don't mind. Um you talked about like if you if you catch that lightning in a bottle, right? Like you have a you do something that makes you successful you know, or not successful but it brings you to light at least on a platform, YouTube or I'm thinking in particular right now I'm thinking of um of TikTok. Um yeah. and uh the mystery for me that is TikTok. <laughs> I uh, I repurpose my content for it but I am still not quite sure I mean, I know how it works, but I don't know how I feel about the platform I, overall. I want
0: to break into it so bad, but I
1: just, I'm an old man, I guess, now. I can't figure it out. Look, look it's, I'm an old man. I remember at first I thought, okay, so this is kind of like, it's kind of like Vine when Vine was a thing. And I never right. really understood Vine, but I had i had a Vine and uh-huh. I looked through them and stuff. Um, but I still don't have a complete understanding of it. But what is interesting, and you've probably heard this even if you're not a TikToker um is that people you know the word algorithm has become such a different word than it used to mean years ago right everybody uses the word algorithm now and uh tiktok there's i remember when i first had mine and i was posting my old medleys on there and i was just searching through and i'm sure the algorithm was learning what i enjoyed to watch or whatever but a lot of them were about creating content on tiktok and there's so many videos about people going like oh to uh To beat the algorithm, you got to do this and do that or you got to post 12 videos a day, even if it's just of you talking just to trigger the algorithm into, you know, and there's that's actually a side topic that I even I didn't want to talk about. But I thought that was an interesting thing. Like, so there's people on TikTok who aren't doing anything. They're just it's like, you know, it's like a girl dancing or just somebody talking for 10 seconds and they post 12 of those a day. And these people are are getting 30,000 views on each video. That's what it was at first when I started using or using TikTok, which I thought was yeah. very interesting and very different from YouTube. Oh yeah, um, you know, very different from YouTube. You know, if, if you post twelve videos a day on YouTube, I mean, I don't, I don't even know well, the, how that the would number. Work
0: out. I don't know if you know this or not. The number is three.
1: You can the post three. Th- okay.
0: You can post three things a day on YouTube. As soon as you start going beyond that, YouTube says, whoa, whoa, whoa,
1: who do you you think
0: you are? And the the, the big A algorithm, the capital A algorithm says, no, we're shutting that down. We're sharing that content with nobody. That is not being shared. It is not going
1: anywhere. You need to slow your roll, big cat. Absolutely. Which actually brings me back to kind of my first point in a way, because when I think of that, whether or not that's the intent of the algorithm, but I think of quality control. That's kind of what I go to right? If there's somebody, not necessarily, but that's what I think of, but if you see someone posting a bunch of content, if you're posting, if you're able to post 12 videos a day, I have high doubts that the quality of right. the content is going to be there, right? And, and that's I, exactly and, it. And I, and I think about TikTok, and you see these people on there who are TikTok famous or they're, or they're successful on TikTok. And I've noticed, even people that I've watched, like comedy channels or whatever that are on there, have already gone by the wayside. And I thought this is an interesting thing, um, and I want to bring up to you, actually. I was thinking about this before the podcast, um, how YouTube, like for you and I, for example, right? We've both been tiny tubers for a very long time. <laughs> you know, uh, we, we've used that word in the past. Um, tiny but, tuber uh, tales. Tiny tuber tales. I was, it almost it's sounds not, like that's a, not a like song a, that exists like at all, show. but... No, but it is now. It um, is now. But... My hair is getting... Man, it's time to cut my hair again. Um, sorry, Same. I'm staring at it. Um, okay, anyway. Uh, so <laughs> what I was going to say was uh, the... Dang it, I lost my train of thought. It's going to come back. You're Don't talking
0: worry. about TikTokers, 12 videos a day, quality content. 12 videos content. a day, that's
1: right. I, I got I got back there. Okay. There you go. Um, so he got me back. He always circles <laughs> me back around. Um, no, it's it's interesting because I feel like it's easier from what I've even seen, just repurposing my content on there, to gain a a follower base, but I've also learned that that base is not very interested in what you have to do because there's so many other people doing the same exact thing at such a quick rate. So what I've seen, the only people that I've seen that are actually continuously over a course of multiple months and now at this point going on, I think a year or more successful are ones who have expanded from the platform of TikTok and they have a YouTube channel and they're very vocal on their social media platforms. I feel like if you're solely focused on one platform, I think it's hard to have a voice, you know? It is,
0: especially on something so short form like TikTok, because what are your options for expansion, really? So, like, if you're going to talk about the business aspect of it, say you want to grow a brand, and your brand is your image, right? And you're a TikToker, you're making 10-second videos. Well, where? so if you're going to make a brand, if you're going to make a business out of this, you got to make money. How do you make money on a 10, 15 second TikTok video? Are you going to run ads on it? You're going to run a five minute ad to watch your 15 second video? No, of course you're not. It's not going to happen. So like, it's not ads. So it's going to be sponsorships. You're going to get uh, people to pay you to advertise. Here's me uh, drinking my new Nike Starbucks beverage, whatever. And you're going to get your Nike Starbucks money. I've turned them into one company. (laughs) Nike Uh, bucks. Your your Nike bucks money. But like, that's going to be exclusive to the 0.1%. Of TikTok users, if not less. You know, the tops of the tops are getting those kinds of deals. So if you're a a small to middle of the road TikToker trying to make yourself a brand or a business, and you can't get sponsorships from people that are going to pay you any kind of money to build that brand with, and you certainly can't run ads, your only option is to do so, make money off the platform. And you have to figure out, there's a million different ways to do that. But like you said, you can't be platform loyal on something like that and even on something like youtube or twitch or even facebook now and and anything where you can make content for um you don't want to be platform dependent for various other reasons but just especially so with something like TikTok, where i think already out of the gate i think the um i think your options are limited
1: sure well even so especially once again if your goal on that platform is to be you know is, is is monetary success you know, A lot of the people on TikTok or a lot of the user base, I think it's – I don't have a percentage in front of me. I'd have to look it right. up, but I have no doubt that most of them are probably at the age of 18 or under the age of 18.
0: Yeah, um, your they're, they're teen audience I would put at between 15 and 20, right? It's kind of their target yeah. demographic. And right. I know and, plenty of people older than that use it for sure, but I think that the target demographic is sort of mid-teens and up.
1: Right, and they're uh, and they're not going to be spending money like someone who in their thirties is or something right. like that. So, um, it is it's just an interesting thing because, on a, on a similar token too, it just even just in terms of, maintaining relevance if that's your goal as a creator, you know, um, I've seen um, musicians um on TikTok because that naturally comes up on my TikTok, scrolling sure. page a lot. Says, oh, you like music, you know. And, um, and for months I would see this one guy and he had a lot of followers on there, but he kept doing the same thing. And then I started seeing other channels and he would like, he would do loops. So he would like play a loop and then he'd go to the next instrument, play a loop, then next instrument, play a loop. But he kept doing it. He didn't, um, expand from that and not that you necessarily need to, that's kind of a different topic, but there's other people doing it. And then I noticed that I would go back to his TikTok. To, I was curious about this. And then his views have dropped dr- dramatically in the last, actually, just about a month or so. And then there's other creators doing the same thing, and now everyone's following this guy. He's newer. You know, I feel like the, your viewership, it comes and goes so quick. Um, and it just seems like less substantial yeah, I- than it would be on another platform.
0: There's a brevity, I think, with something like TikTok. I mean, it's funny because we have, you know, we have the history of Vine to go back to, to kind of compare it to, because they were in a similar boat as TikTok. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, if he wasn't innovating and sort of changing... Um, with the uh, times, right? As literally from uh, like almost a day-to-day basis, where your different uh, trends or memes change. Where if you don't uh, stay on that train, you're gonna you're gonna get swept up by all the people that. Yeah, again, if you originated this like this this thing, this trend or this this genre or this trope or whatever, if he doesn't innovate on it, copycats are gonna take it over for sure. Right. And, yeah. and new users that aren't aware of where the original came from you know, aren't gonna, aren't gonna find the original. It's not like the the copycats are linking, but I was inspired by this man. Oh, God, no. Yeah. that doesn't, not that, again, there might be some sort of argument about, like, if if you were literally uh, um, stealing some sort of format that is patented or copywritten or trademarked, that's another story, but, like, again, besides that case... It's not like um, anyone that is inspired by someone's format is obligated to say so, not necessarily. It's cool and nice thing to do to sure. say, oh, like, this is my video of this thing that I did. I was inspired by this person who does the same type of thing. Um, that's right. a nice thing to do, but you're not really legally obligated to
1: do it. Morally it can be another story, but... Right, And and honestly, even in terms of the content itself, you're not obligated as the original creator to expand your stuff if you don't want to. But I think right. if you want to keep that, the, um, the viewership, I think it's important to kind of go, it goes back to our first point, which is kind of just expanding your platforms and stuff. And I guess one main point I wanted to make was that I really feel like, even though I have, and the numbers necessarily don't always matter, but I will say that just for this point, it will, I guess. I have many more followers on TikTok and I've only had it for less than a year as compared to YouTube in terms of people who subscribe subscribers versus TikTok followers right um and it feels like when you get a subscriber on YouTube it feels like it's more of a commitment than it is on something like TikTok where it's just quick little bites of stuff like when you make a, when you make a choice to subscribe to somebody on YouTube it's it's not that you're it's kind of like you're in it for the long haul in a way like i i'm willing to go a, a longer period of time seeing what you put out that sort of thing that uh, is so i feel interesting. like those are That's how I feel about it. At least I feel like they're more earned than it is on TikTok. That's, that's, that's my take on it. Yeah. Do you think that's, you
0: said you have more followers on TikTok than you do YouTube?
1: Oh, almost three times as many. Yeah. How many followers do you have on TikTok? Uh, seven or 8,000. Holy geez. I didn't, I had no idea.
0: I don't use TikTok. I don't know. I've got, um, I think I've got 10. I have to, Hey, that's not bad. <laughs>
1: no, I, have to, I haven't posted in two years, but right, <laughs> that's all right. No, I, I have to take a look at the number because I could be fluffing that. Last time, I, I know I'm at seven something now, but um, I had no but idea. yeah, it's um, it's yeah, it, it's been really. I mean, it, it's it, and that feels. I mean, yeah, it feels good, you know, and you get a lot of feedback and response. Even so, getting those viewers, I it doesn't feel as connected and as important. As YouTube, even though I'm posting the same content to both. And maybe that's on maybe that's on my perspective of it. I'm not sure. But I just feel like it's much more earned on a on a YouTube channel. I just feel like it, that the grind is harder, and maybe that's why. Maybe it's so probably have the it. same story. You've had but. to work so long and grind YouTube for so long to get to what
0: you got that since it came so much easier on TikTok, you're like, oh well this is just BS. Right, right. <laughs> These are just bots <laughs> or something. These aren't real people, real subscriptions.
1: And that's very possible. That could very well be on me. And it's also could be me being an old man, like kind of you said, It's like, well, TikTok's new. You know, you don't don't know what it's going to be. TikTok could be the future. You never know. But um, because I was was talking to Wiley about that
0: the other day. I think I think that's who I was talking to uh, about like, uh, maybe I should like look into like posting gaming TikToks or something like that. Cause that thought had never occurred to me forever ago to post right. clips or something to TikTok. I'm like, well, maybe I should try that. I don't know if it if people don't like it, I'll just stop. I don't care. But uh, <laughs> I mean, maybe, yeah. maybe maybe I need to uh, look into TikTok some more.
1: I'll be honest. I will. I just opened it up. I did lie, and I'm sorry because I, I actually I've lost track of the numbers. Um, I'm not at I'm not even quite at seven. I'm at six point five.
0: I was waiting for you um, like, so, I'm sorry, I lied, I have 12 million followers. I have 12. All right.
1: I'm now it's too famous
0: more. for this podcast. I'm sorry, this friendship is over.
1: <laughs> See ya. <laughs> I'm um, we'll, here. Put, we'll put this podcast on the TikTok now. No. Um yeah, I'm at six and a half, but it's 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 pretty nuts. Um hundred thousand likes. It's it's cool. Um but like I said, I've you watch these things on TikTok once again about make sure you, you know, they say comment to a lot of people that are in the comments and stuff and it'll help build engagement and show more people your information and stuff. Um but on TikTok you can look at a lot of like analytics and stuff like that and you can see kind of who's watching and everything and um there's a little section, at least there was. I haven't been doing much on TikTok in a little while, but that kind of showed if people would click your external links. Um so like I okay. have um like my YouTube and my Instagram um tied to it and there's so little of that like the ratio um i can't remember what the percentage is now but it's so low and i don't know if that just has to do with it's hard to get people to leave their preferred platform to go somewhere else i understand that absolutely um i and and i've learned actually this is kind of a side (laughs) side note too but when you post like medleys for example right you probably noticed on my um on my social media i post the video straight to my social media account now as opposed to the link from YouTube, posting it. I'll yeah. post. D-
0: do not use YouTube's link.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I I've quit that, <laughs> and I've learned very quickly that it works because people are sitting there, and if they really like it, they might check out more stuff, yeah. or whatever. But yeah, no,
0: YouTube sharing system is is garbo. They they I don't know the way they don't like. I don't know. It just doesn't work. I don't know what to say about it. it just doesn't work. You got to do it yourself. <laughs> you got to make it yourself. That's that's bottom line, but um. Because I use Twitter a lot, so it's, it's funny that you mentioned that you can see the analytics on TikTok and people clicking external links and that sort of thing, because you can kind of do the same thing on Twitter as well, and that's what I see a lot too. People do not like to leave Twitter. If they're on Twitter, yeah. they're not leaving Twitter. So you have to work right. pretty darn hard or be pretty compelling in a video or a thumbnail or something to get people to go check out your YouTube or whatever from Twitter. That sure. or they, If they did follow you on Twitter or follow you on TikTok because of your YouTube, that's a different story.
1: Right. but. Um, I have a I have a question for you. So, yeah. in your um, process, when it comes to making the decision um, to subscribe to somebody on YouTube or to <sighs> like, let's let's say you discover them on YouTube, okay, uh, um, do you have a process or an extent of your, I guess your enjoyment of them, to which you make the decision to go follow them on social media? Is there like a oh you know what I mean? Um, like, so like if maybe you enjoy their YouTube, but not quite enough to go see what they're doing elsewhere, is there a line with that? Or is it just kind of not really that cut and dry?
0: The thing with my, my opinion on, not my opinion, my, uh, habits, I guess my, my relationship, I'll say my relationship with social media has changed over the years and anymore. Um, because I don't use Facebook anymore, and I, I yeah. never touch Instagram. And I don't use t- TikTok. Basically, my only relationship with uh, social media is specifically Twitter, and my relationship with Twitter is a toxic one. Uh, <laughs> it has <laughs> caused me so much joy and so much straight, just void-peering depression. But um, in terms of like who I follow on Twitter, I don't follow... Uh, personalities or influencers or creators that I enjoy elsewhere on social media. I don't do it because what ends up happening is that I know that I'm never going to actually have, because unless they're medium sized or smaller, uh, I'm never going to have an actual relationship with that person over social media. And when it comes to social media, I I really don't need another newsletter from a creator about the stuff that they're doing. You know what I mean? I can, if it's on YouTube, I can sign up for notifications. If they work, they work. If they don't, they don't. But there are other ways to get, um, a stream of my favorite creators content that I don't need to follow them on social media for. So unless that person I find out posts really just mind blowing stuff on specifically their social media that I can't get elsewhere, um, I don't follow my favorite creators on social media because it's specifically the lack of interaction. I know that if I follow um, a, a giant gaming creator on Twitter, I don't know, like a Markiplier or something, if I follow a Markiplier and he tweets, uh, uh, I'm looking for video ideas, Got it, and I tweet back like, "Oh, here's my idea." I'm never gonna get a response. <laughs> it's not gonna happen, right, 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 because <laughs> he. Meanwhile, and I don't blame him. He's, he'd get like ten thousand plus replies on it or whatever. Yeah. Um, so unless I think that I can have any kind of relationship or reaction with a creator, I don't follow them anymore. And I've actually recently unfollowed something like a thousand accounts i follow too many people i unfollowed like a thousand accounts uh because they weren't following me back which sounds scuzzy but what i realized is that those accounts there was no there was no interaction between so that was wave one where i I delete all that now i gotta go start going through what i have left and start figuring out whether or not i need to start making those relationships with the people that i have and making more connections or drop them and move on i'm actually in the middle of a downsizing so when it comes in, in terms of like, who right. do I, how do I choose to follow people? What I've discovered is that over the years, at one point in time, I was following 6,000 plus accounts. And it's just too much. It's just too much. <laughs> it's just too sure, much. Yeah. No kidding. So I don't know. Uh, I can't speak to what a normal person might go through when they want to follow their favorite creator if it's the one of 20 things they might follow. I don't right. know what would go through their head. I know when it comes to me, the thought doesn't even cross my mind anymore.
1: Well, it's interesting that you say that, because Mm -hmm. my view of it has completely 360'd to how you view it now. So, (laughs) as of recent, I'm talking recent, I would say weeks, uh, probably about a month or so. Um, So, I was the guy where I would would tweet here and there. It's not like I'm, I'm not, um, you know, I, I know how Twitter works. I'm not a newbie with Twitter, but... I was much more of a viewer and a consumer only, right? That was kind of my, for a long time, um, and then about a, starting a few months ago, especially with these, uh, with these jam and chats, um, the live streams that I do Friday nights at 9:30. Check it out. Um, I, uh,
0: YouTube.com oh, forward slash Alex Duquette
1: Music. That's right. If you just go to Google <laughs> and type in jam chat, it'll come up. There's so few things called the jam and chat. It's great.
0: That's awesome. That always yeah. helps.
1: Um but yeah, so um um if uh see now I'm thinking about the jamma chats again. No, but I uh <laughs> I've noticed that with doing live streams and getting um live interaction with fans and, and, and members of the community, I've learned how fulfilling and how good that feels and how and we have a very and um uplifting and positive community, which is really great. So I I it's kind of shifted my perspective on how I use twitter so i've been starting to be more interactive on twitter and i've learned very quickly that the same thing you said like you know what like i know what they're doing i don't need to follow them on here there's no interaction between us it's taking up room in my feed when i could be seeing posts from people that i care about and will and i can react or you know interact with and stuff um so i'm starting to go through a much smaller binge because yeah. you have many more followers than i do um, and, and, and you're following many more than I am, but, um, I am going through a binge myself from a lot of these celebrities, YouTubers, anyone that I was interested in following. Cause my, also my mindset is, you know, if I'm really interested in what they're doing, I'll think about them again. I'll go back, check them out, see what they're doing. And if I want to, I can follow them again. It's not like I'll never think of them again, you know, if they really left that impact on me, but yeah, it. I, uh, it's completely 360 to how you feel now about the print, same thing.
0: Yeah, and, and I think it, there is a difference between, I think, someone who uses Twitter to follow people more than to post to others. Mm-hmm. So like you and I, as people that create things on the Internet, uh, we want that uh, that interaction, right? We want that connection to people, especially, especially to the people that – Um, are consuming the stuff that we create. So as someone who tweets a lot and makes things a lot that I want to share with people, I want that interaction. And if you can't provide that to me, I don't really need to be following you. Whereas someone who doesn't create things on the internet, but otherwise has a Twitter, they'd probably be more likely to follow their favorite creators and stuff because... I don't know, because otherwise they're not interacting with people anyway, other than maybe some close friends that they follow on Twitter right. or something like that. It's it's weird, like I follow just a lot of just random strangers I've never met before or interacted with on Twitter, and that's the way I use it, because I'm trying to look for connections and, and, and that sort of thing, whereas other people don't. I mean, some people get it It blows my mind. Some people get on Twitter, and they private their account, you know, so that people can't find them in whatever, which in my opinion right. is like, well, why are you even on Twitter? But I'm not here to judge you. It's just not the way I use Twitter. So some people like to be private, but like to follow other people so they can keep tabs on it. It's just not useful to me anymore. So
1: sure, yeah, and it's and it can be hard, especially with with the mindset that you and I have. That yeah, there are people out there who just are there just to absorb, you know. And that's and just, okay, right? Oh, absolutely. It's a, yeah. I mean, yeah. we need you to, to be out there to, <laughs> right, to absorb. Right, right. <laughs> You know, if so. there
0: if there weren't people out there consuming uh, the things that we make, then um, that doesn't mean we would stop making things, but it, it would be it, it would be unbalanced.
1: <laughs> it would be unbalanced, sure, yeah. yeah. And it's um and there's nothing wrong with saying you know getting getting feedback, it does feel good, and and, and knowing that you can make someone's day with the things that you create, you know, um and uh, it makes your day, you know, just that you can kind of yeah. make some make somebody smile. I have a very um active member of the Jammin' Chats who's who always you know who often says, you know, it's been a hard week, but these always uh kind of lighten my spirits and it's just nice to be a part of something like that. So I kind of wanted to expand that into social media. So it's kind of completely three sixty how I do social media and from a content creator perspective it's a, it was a right the right decision. Um just to keep engagement anywhere you can. So
0: yeah. And yeah, I don't know. It's just so yeah I think, we've, I think we've said it, but yeah, it's just more fulfilling to, to actually on social media interact with the people that care about you and yeah. learn to care about them as opposed to just following random other people that don't, don't care about you and that you're never going to interact with. That's true.
1: I don't know. It's wild. Right. You're very vocal on Twitter. I, um, I tweet a lot. You tweet a lot. and But you also get, you know, there's a lot of engagement in that too. Your tweets make me giggle all the time. It's, it's funny. Um, I get comments on uh, some of my streams
0: sometimes or in a comment on a YouTube video or something like that, where someone discovers my Twitter for the first time. And they're like, you have more Twitter followers than you do YouTube subscribers. What's that all about? How come you have 3,500 YouTube subscribers, only 10 of them show up to a stream and you have 6,000 Twitter followers. Don't you share your streams? And I'm like, look, all these numbers are just numbers. <laughs> there's a there's a lot of reasons for everything you're asking. <laughs> don't look at the numbers. <laughs> don't don't uh, worry about those numbers. Right. Because uh, yeah, the again, like with the platform thing, I have a lot of people that followed me on Twitter because of my Twitter shenanigans that truly do not care, and many of which probably don't even know about my YouTube shenanigans. So it's right. just completely different groups of people, and you can't get them off of Twitter. That is their platform. That's what they're interested in, and that's okay. And there's plenty of people on YouTube that won't follow me on Twitter for exactly the same reasons, right? They're on YouTube, that's what they do, that's their platform.
1: So does that, do you feel, this might go back to the, maybe the relationship with Twitter thing that we talked, that we touched upon, but um, do you, is there a certain obligation that you feel because of that, that you have particular um, followers that just prefer you right there? Like, is there an obligation in that? Like, I you want to make sure that you're providing them something that you know since you're providing the people on YouTube something or anything like that
0: it is it is a different it's well it's what we were saying earlier about like you don't want to be uh stuck to any one platform right right so like with the TikTok uh i see it the same way while i don't do a lot on TikTok but like my other platform besides YouTube is basically Twitter right that's my other outlet that's my other megaphone so i Treat Twitter less like a social media and more like another platform. Yeah, it's not a video sharing platform. You can share videos, but it's not a right. video sharing platform. But it's more like um, a short message sharing platform. And so I treat it that way. That's why I tweet as much as I do. And I try to build an audience around that, um, a Twitter audience around that, um, that just happens, just like I do on YouTube, where I reply to basically every comment on my YouTube, Twitter is kind of the same thing. I tweet something, I reply to basically everybody that replies to me, and I also interact with other people's stuff. Kind of like on YouTube, if someone makes a video, I might comment on one of their videos. Same thing on Twitter. Someone makes their own tweet, I might reply to their own tweet. So it's just another platform in my mind, but for short form word messages. So in a sense, that obligation that you were saying, it's not so much that I feel obligated to be interactive on Twitter, so much that I feel like that that is just the purpose of Twitter, is that social aspect right. to create that, as a creator on Twitter, to create that audience, to create that brand image, that kind of thing. Mm. And when you break it down like that, it almost sounds like you're being insincere, like, oh, I, I'm, I'm trying to like uh, manipulate the Twitter followers well, into yeah. being my audience peons, but that's, it's really not that sinister. You-
1: right, no, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's certainly not, yeah. Um, and maybe, and it's funny that this about myself using the word obligated, because yeah. I don't think, at least for me, I wouldn't ever use the word obligated. Now I love Twitter and I love I love the audience that I have there, and it's the same you know everything's sincere. But um, I don't think I would have naturally used that with YouTube. Um, you know, it's just kind of like how I compared YouTube to to TikTok. Um, you know, it it it. I, I'm saying that it almost felt like when I said that it's, it's like, I was valuing YouTube over that or something like that, but also I'm still trying to kind of figure out how I can entertain on, on Twitter overall. But. And again, like with the obligation
0: thing, I do feel like often um, because it's word messages on Twitter, that it doesn't feel like it has the same wall that TikTok or YouTube or an Instagram or something like that has the wall being the content, right? So on YouTube, for example, the video is the wall. There's there's the video that is between the creator and the viewer, and uh, th- you have to you have to approach each other if the creator and the viewer want to have a connection through the comment section or something. It has to be through the lens of that video. That is the thing that creates that connection between the two of you. The thing with like something right. like Twitter is that because it's messages is the content. And the messages are just someone's thoughts. It feels so much more intimate. It feels like you are literally, instead of like having a wall between the two of you, that you're seeing each other through that lens, you are actually seeing each other. Um, right. And it often feels that way. So when it's like that obligation, if you feel if you do make some kind of connection on Twitter, you feel like you have a closer connection to that person than you might a commenter on YouTube. So in terms right. of the obligation, uh, you, you've... you've I don't know. I, I, I don't know. There's, there's that intimacy and immediacy that comes with a tweet that you don't get on other platforms, which, again, it's a social media. So I guess that's right. that. why. But I mean,
1: that, that was the selling point, you know, of Twitter to begin with when or maybe not right at the beginning, but near the beginning when when celebrities had t- Twitter, you know, because yeah. it felt even though we already went over this and you don't really have that connection, but it feels like you're close, closely connected because, right, you know, because the possibilities there. Like, right, they've got it, their it, phone. They you yeah. see it. You see they post it. The possibility is there. Yeah, the
0: possibility is there that yes, if I tweet at Lady Gaga, she herself might tweet me back. I'm sure she has a manager, but <laughs> that's <laughs> right. the other thing too. The the big, the really big people. Some of them have social media managers, but some of the really big people don't. And you're like, there right. is a chance you might form some sort of uh, connection with someone who's really big. So that I think is alluring for a lot of people. It's unfortunate that because of like the era that we live in today, where so many just regular normie people want to break it famous somehow and are looking for every way to do so, that um, if there's a way to uh, manipulate the system or a way to at least attempt to manipulate the system, you're gonna have people trying to do that. So you do have plenty of people out there that are constantly adding and trying to tweet at celebrities just so that they can get the attention of not necessarily even the celebrity, but everyone else that follows that celebrity and try to right. piggyback off of the success and popularity and fame of a celebrity to be famous yourself. Right. Um, a famous example, I don't think this was malicious at all, but on YouTube would be someone like Justin. Why? If you know that name from like almost every YouTube com- uh, uh, every YouTube video in the comment section ever for like a solid year, the man has, like, 700,000-plus <laughs> subscribers, never posted a video. All he did was comment on, on popular videos. Now, that guy right. was hilarious, but he's not the only one that's done stuff like that. That's just the first thing that comes to my mind on, on YouTube. But on Twitter, you see the same thing. I think on Twitter, a lot of those people fall flat, though, because we've all seen it now, and we know when people are trying to do that.
1: Right, and they have, they have no substance, like, to maintain their, you know, that, uh, I guess, to maintain that attention, you know. Um right. To, to to a smaller extent, you see this a lot, at least I do. You'll see something suggested to you or somebody retweeted something, and it's just a funny meme that some regular Joe Schmo made, and then it gets traction, right? Maybe a lot mm-hmm. of traction, you know, maybe thousands of retweets or whatever. Um, and then you know that you'll see a bunch of comments and stuff, and then you see at the top they posted another comment under their main tweet that got really popular and said, hey, check out my SoundCloud. Or they'll say, "Hey, you know, they'll they'll plug whatever little thing that they do have." You know what I mean? That sort of thing.
0: It's funny too because um, people know what they're doing because you'll see the comments like, "Okay, I don't have a SoundCloud, but I have this right. other
1: thing." It's like, "Okay, we you know what you're doing." It, it, we it's know a game. What you're it, doing. Yeah, it, it's a it's almost like a craft now. Like it's just like, <laughs> that's just what you have too, to do. it's funny too because
0: it's like too late too because you post so like you post a tweet, it goes viral, and you're like, "Oh my god, I'm going viral!" I'm going to post a tweet under that to be like, "Oh, here's my all my stuff you should check out." it's too late. Everyone's already seen the tweet. By right. the time you've already got your 100,000 likes or retweets or whatever, those people aren't coming back to see that tweet. So it's, it's right, exactly. too late. But um, and, and that's why like uh, in, as a creator, treating Twitter like it's a platform instead of a social media, like having that mindset f- moving forward, I think it's more beneficial because then you treat every tweet like it's your content instead of like, oh, I'm just I'm just tweeting my ideas out into the universe. And then right. when you get traction, suddenly being caught with your pants down, like, oh, wait, I could turn this into a brand. Right, <laughs> it's exactly. Like, right. Uh, it's too late. The, 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 vi- the virality already happened. But at the same right. time, you don't want to just be like, every single tweet you put out has the second reply tweet with all your stuff in it for just every single tweet. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. and, and, and again, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. The vast majority of people won't care anyway because they want to stay on Twitter, they don't want to go to your YouTube, your SoundCloud, they don't want to go right. to your LinkedIn page. Right.
1: It's <laughs> really just the it's the law of averages, you know. Um, and I think I think it's, I think it's just the more. Well, that kind of brings me to a whole, whole other thing too. To be honest <laughs> with you, but um, you know, I, I just feel like that on Twitter and specifically too. You know, the, the more you post, um, as long as it's you're putting your effort into it, you know, your best foot forward, and you're treating it like a platform, you know um you might get every once in a while you get that one extra person who is and oh he's got a youtube you know and um consistency is i think just key with that you know or at least yeah you know overall with your quality your quality tweets i love your tweets <laughs> i uh, you. i uh i do um i know for a while you and there was a short time and i and i'm glad you did it i'm sure you needed it you're you took a little mental break from twitter i but, took a um, month off yeah took a month off i remember that because it I was sad because <laughs> I was used to seeing all your tweets, and I love your. I haven't seen them lately. Maybe I'm missing them when I'm on Twitter. But your good morning tweets. Um, yeah,
0: I I did that for about a solid two months, and then I stopped. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I I, 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 grew, I haven't been doing them. I grew accustomed to that. I did, so I, I I stopped seeing them, and I got a little sad. I
0: don't know. It's something that like. Uh, it got stale with me uh, over time where I had ideas to keep. Because it, it, for anyone listening, uh, for context, uh, I would just send out like, good morning, and then a, some kind of word to describe anyone who was listening. So, yeah. good morning, Gr-, like uh, Halloween was one where everything was like, good morning, ghouls, good morning, ghosts, good morning, right. skeletons, that kind of thing. So, every day I was posting like a good morning message. I missed some days, but it wasn't. It was fine. But that was kind of the thing, like treating it like a platform a little bit, right? Like the content was like, oh, I'm going to now have, here's my series of good morning tweets, (laughs) right? Right, yeah. Um, That was kind of the idea. And you then like, after a couple of months, that kind of got stale with me, and I think people were interacting with it less, because I can see the the stats on that, where it's like, it wasn't getting as many likes. No one ever sure. retweets anything I do. The retweet thing is hilarious. It is really hard to convince someone to retweet you on it Twitter, is. just in general. It is really hard to get any retweets. But uh, people were interacting with it less, and it was I think it was getting less views. I think Twitter's capital A algorithm was not showing it to as many
1: people, and that's just the way it goes, but... What's funny about the retweet thing, though, too, is that when you, at least I've noticed it, like if you like something, a lot of the times it'll still show to folks that you liked it. Mm -hmm. Yep. When you retweet it, people see that you retweeted it. Maybe it's seen a little less, but it's like, what's the, at the end of the day, what's the difference?
0: At the end of the day, it's because Twitter knows no one uses the retweet function. I mean, people do, but like uh, at a, such a small, like a surprisingly small rate than you would, re- than you would think. Because if mm-hmm. you see big celebrities tweet something, they always have thousands of retweets, but they don't really count for the vast majority of users on Twitter. Right. No one really uses the retweet button. That's why I think, um, this was two years ago now or something like that, Twitter floated the idea out and everyone found out about it and lost their mind. They wanted to remove the like button. So that if you actually okay. cared about the tweet, you had to go out of your way to retweet it. Right. That's what they were trying to do. Instead of removing the retweet button, because they wanted, because that, that was a huge aspect of, of that, that's like the social aspect of, of Twitter, the sharing. The only way to share a tweet is by retweeting it. So they floated the idea out. We're going to remove likes. If you like something, you, would, you should just retweet it. Right. And people shouldn't be making tweets just for the likes, right? People should be making tweets because they want to make a connection with other people. And to facilitate that connection, we want other people retweeting tweets instead of just liking them. People didn't like that. I didn't like that. I didn't like the sound of that. There's, I think there's a place for likes. I think there's a yeah. place where it's like you want to let that person know that, hey, I liked the thing that you posted. But also, I'm sorry, it just doesn't belong on my timeline. I'm not retweeting it. Right, <laughs> sure. Twitter doesn't like that. Because Twitter, for their algorithm and for their business purposes, they want retweets to happen. So what I think ended up happening instead, instead of removing likes, they just completely changed the functionality of how likes work. And now
1: they're just kind yeah. of like a shadow retweet. Right. I, I didn't know that, or maybe I yeah. missed it when it happened. But that makes that's sense. The thing, like,
0: now that because if you retweet something, it'll show up in your timeline, um, your your own timeline. So if someone goes to like the to your like if you, you retweeted one of my tweets or something, and someone went to your Twitter, they would see my tweet in your timeline. But if you just liked one of my tweets, it wouldn't. So that's like right, one of yeah. the only functionalities that still uh, is left over from the likes and retweets is that on your specific personal timeline, anything you liked doesn't show up, anything that you retweeted does. But in terms of the home timeline, the one that we all see collectively, um, they share almost the same, uh, the same purpose, basically
1: right right okay i remember um that reminds me of the only big change i remember not just being discussed but happening was when we went from stars to hearts yeah remember that remember when likes were favorites
0: likes were favorites yeah, remember? Before they were likes, they were favorites. Then when they were a star, you would favorite a tweet. That's what it was called. It was, you would favorite a yeah. tweet. That's you right, favorite. yeah. And that's why everyone called them faves. Like it'd be an FAV. It's like, a you know, right. a tweet or whatever. And then well. they changed it to likes, and I was so upset because I'm like, this isn't Facebook, darn it. How dare you? I know. What's wrong with you, Twitter? Come
1: on. So many changes. I,
0: I, I think it was a good move, though, in hindsight, because I think... I think they were trying to facilitate, or promote rather, promote more people using the like function, because I think that they I know it was for me, I was hesitant to favorite people's tweets because I didn't want to favorite a tweet unless it was actually like my favorite tweet. Like it had to be particularly special to get a sure, favorite. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. But now that it's just a like, it's like, oh, well screw it, I can like lots of things. Right, so, you're right. So I think it was a, a, a mental difference there. I don't know about the, between the star and the heart, I don't know what the move was there.
1: Whatever, but I think the move there was because Instagram's done that forever. so and Instagram is much more you scroll through you like it you'll like all kinds of things on Instagram because it's just you see a picture, you probably never see it again, you move on. Um, so there's a lot less weight behind that and maybe they are trying to kind of um, follow suit and kind of build that just you know the lightweightness of it just you put your heart on there and you move on. so I don't know that maybe that's how I see it at least that's how I see Instagram as someone who uses that. Yeah,
0: because I know Instagram is similar. They floated that idea out before as well, removing likes or at least uh, not making them visible as well as followers. They were going to make it so that you couldn't visibly see other people's followers. At one point in time, they floated that idea out and people didn't like it
1: (laughs) because everyone likes to snoop on everybody's stuff. Right. Oh, yeah. I remember there was a time I don't think you can now, but I know on Twitter it was a it was a big deal. Um, for, uh, I would say, maybe toxic couples if there's a, a boyfriend on there liking a picture of a girl or something because you used yeah. to be able to see um, every, everything that um, anyone on, you'd have your own separate feed on Instagram of what your friends liked. So you'd see uh-huh. any picture that they liked on Instagram. And you could learn it, some you, stuff about people. <laughs> yeah, you learn some stuff. It's like, okay, all right, I see what you're into. Yeah, ex- exactly. It's like Because that's what oh, it always right. was. It's like, yep. all
0: right, all right. It's
1: like, I knew it. I should have known this.
0: <laughs> that was why, like, when I first got Instagram and I found out that was a, a functionality, you could snoop on what other people were liking. I was like, all right, from now on, I'm only liking Foxtrot comics. <laughs> <laughs>
1: just playing into it i love it just
0: just playing like just just like sunday newspaper comics is all i That's all i want to like on, that's right. on
1: instagram no. that's that's my life um so whatever <laughs> so okay tell me this really quick whatever happened with that whatever happened with i was there with you when you got your instagram many years ago now um yeah why what is it about it that just kind of had you just go meh i don't take pictures <laughs> I don't take pictures of anything. There's nothing well, to Instagram. Okay. That's all it
0: is. Every three months, I post one picture, and then you won't see me for another quarter. It's a
1: it's a business quarter. Every business quarter, I might post one picture. <laughs> but hey, you know what? If you if you get the engagement, you know, I'm sure those stats will still look fine. Oh man, I'm gonna have to get a girlfriend before I can get an engagement. <laughs> Yeah, that's a, that's a whole other no, topic uh, for a different <laughs> podcast.
0: Yeah, no, that it's it's funny too because like with Instagram, I don't know how to build a following on Instagram. Again, as a creator, I don't want to just be on Instagram to follow people. Like that's not all I want to be right. there for. If I'm going to be on Instagram, I want to do something with it. And I, I haven't figured out what my approach to Instagram uh, should be yet. So I have not committed to it. I mean – like again, it sounds like I'm trying to like manipulate the Instagram algorithm, but I mean that's the kind of thing that I like to do as a creator. If I'm going to put something on Instagram, I want it to be something that I've created, not just you know daily selfies or something like that. That just seems mundane. Unless I can do something with that or turn that into something. Um, like for a while when I started up my uh, exercise vlog, my running vlog, I the. I was trying to make those micro vlogs of less than a minute and I had them on a YouTube channel but I was also sharing them to Instagram because I knew if I did it for under a minute I could upload that entire video to Instagram and that was kind of like right. my Instagram content for a while was my little running micro vlogs um, and then eventually I just kind of fell out of love of making those many uh, those micro vlogs and I just stopped making it and
1: therefore I stopped posting to Instagram for a long time but sure well yeah. now I know with Instagram and this is one thing too everybody's trying to be everybody because now Instagram has what's called reels on it. I don't know if you're familiar with reels or not. Um, Only vaguely. Reels are 15 second things that you can scroll through just like TikTok. Right. And then they also have um, Instagram video. It's too much to me. It seems a little bloated now, but then you have Instagram video, which can be now it's more than a minute. Now you can have it be multiple minutes if you want. Um, and I think there's another thing too. Then it's just your normal your normal uh, page with, with pictures. It's it's hard as a creator to keep up with it. It really is, because each platform that you use has its own <laughs> set of different things you can do. You know? Especially on Instagram content.
0: since it has to basically all be done through the phone. I hate that. You can't do anything
1: through the computer yeah, other it, than maybe browse. You're so limited on the computer. It it, it it's yeah. it's stupid. Um they just allowed in recent months um, uh, DMing on there. And it's just text. You should be able just to type on your computer. But, like, um, there's a couple um, people I keep up with on the DMs, on, in particular on Instagram. And uh, I know, obviously, it's simple on your phone. But if I'm on my computer, I don't want to be reaching down here. I want to be up here on the, you know, doing my thing. And I have to still pull the phone while the computer is up. You know, and I tell you what. Send a message.
0: I think it's because cause Facebook owns Instagram. I think Facebook's like, if you're on your phone, get on Instagram. If you're on your computer, get on Facebook. I I think that's what it is.
1: Yeah. I think you're right. I think that's what it is. Which is funny because, and that's another point too, Twitter. Twitter is obviously a mobile app. Oh, yeah. Of course, you know, but I like Twitter on the computer.
0: It functions basically the same, except like weirdly enough, if you're a creator, there's a bit more you can see and do from the actual – uh, the web version as far as like you can uh, in terms of stat tracking and uh, tweet scheduling you can schedule your tweets and uh, there's a lot more functionality on the web version that isn't necessary for your average user but as a creator because that exists on the web version and it's way more convenient to do it from a computer than from your phone it's really nice now I don't take full advantage of all of that but it's there and I appreciate it
1: yeah absolutely I um so you like Final thought on Twitter, I guess, is you like the new <laughs> the new um, thing at the top with all the little things? Because I have a strong opinion on that.
0: You know, I... I, I don't know how much longer I'm going to be on Twitter. I'll be honest with you. I might have to close down my account. Uh, this relationship. What? Twitter, she doesn't love me anymore. I that- have not had fleets. <laughs> I have known about fleets since June, and I still don't have them. You still don't have them? I still don't have fleets. And every, every few days or every few weeks, I tweet at Twitter. Like, oh, man, sure, it sure would be nice if I had an opinion on fleets. I remember. Oh, man, I that. wish I could tell people about fleets. You oh, said. man, it'd be great if I could post videos or tweets on fleets. Dude. It'd be That'd great be so if I could great. help you out
1: and use your new feature.
0: Man, I remember there was a time. This is what I, this is why I know I'm beyond my Twitter Prime. Apparently, I used to just be enrolled in beta stuff in, on Twitter. Like I would have okay. access to changes before anyone else, just minor changes. And I'm like, man, I feel kind of special. Like I, I'm seeing this stuff first. And now, now that Fleets is a thing, I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I've known about this since June. It's February. I still don't have it. <laughs> I can. There are Verge articles. Uh, uh, Twitter rolls out fleets to all Android users. All? All?
1: Right. <laughs> you, all? Where am I here? Yeah. Wow. I'm
0: using an Android.
1: <laughs> Dang. I'm surprised. No, I, I know I you don't. didn't at first when I made my yeah. initial tweet about it. Or maybe you, somebody brought it up. Because I remember saying how I didn't really like it too much. But um, I remember you saying that. I thought that was funny. But it's been a while since that happened. So I'm yep. surprised. Uh, I'm surprised you still don't have it. I don't know yeah, what you're I, supposed I remember- to do at this point.
0: I don't know. I'm just gonna keep tweeting them. Do it.
1: I'm just gonna start. I'm just gonna keep tweeting you at know Twitter you and start Twitter doing. support. You should, uh, um, get access. Well, of course, it's not. It, I guess it is account related. Get access to people's accounts with permission. Let me specify that with permission and start <laughs> posting fleets on other people's accounts. All the same one on each one. That's what you should do. Give me a fleet on mine on my Twitter. Please,
0: please, uh, I I tried to start a hashtag. The last time I did it, like f- uh, fleets for Weston, uh, and, and there there is a there's a hashtag for fleet support. I think is what it was. So I I did like hashtag fleets for Weston, hashtag fleet support
1: at Twitter. Yeah, actually, you know what? I'm gonna find that hashtag and after after the after the pod here, I'm gonna I'll tweet to it too. <laughs> start spreading it around. If we can get hashtag
0: fleets for Weston trending, that would be the most beautiful thing. You wake up in the morning I- and you just see it right there on the side. There it is, trending. I, I I posted a, tr- uh, a poll, and it seems like I'm not completely alone in not having fleets, but also I don't know how much I rely on my Twitter polls for people, to be honest, but right, I, it was just like, how many of you have fleets? And some people are like, you know, there were some people that were like, of course I do. Some people were like, no, I don't. Some people were like, oh, I don't even know what fleets are or whatever, but... It just seems to me like I thought everyone had it at this point, unless you were using the web version, because it's not on the web version. It's only on the mobile yeah. version,
1: but I don't have it on the mobile version. So. Well, what I will say is that I've had it for a while now, and I I don't use it, but nobody I follow uses it either, which is interesting. So I'll see one to two max. So you're supposed to see you know, the the whole bar. It's just like Instagram Stories, same kind of thing, or Snapchat or whatever. It just goes across the whole top of your screen, and I only ever see one to two tops at a time and usually it's the same people or well, sometimes it changes but mainly it's the same so it could be maybe my the people I follow also don't have it or maybe maybe it's not that popular I don't know I can't gauge that but
0: I say it's hard to be popular Twitter when you don't give it to everybody (laughs) hashtag fleets for Weston right it's like, man, our fleet, uh, uh, fleet function, our fleet, fleet new our fl- new fleet fu- functionality, it sure isn't popular. It seems like people don't really like it or aren't using it. Well, Twitter, boy, do I have a reason for that. But, and and go. And send. Right. Because, again, I don't know how much I would use it, but I'm just irked that I don't have it. So. I, I understand. Well, when you do eventually, inevitably get it, you will get it. Hashtag fleets for West. I think they'll shut fleets down before I get it. You think so? <laughs> yeah, they're going to be like, oh, we're <laughs> shutting this down like we shut down Vine after we
1: bought it. <laughs> uh, oh, ooh. I mean, that's what happened that to hurts. Vine. Twitter Vine. bought it Vine and shut it Vine. down. They did shut it down. And I remember seeing these rumors for a... Uh, I mean, it, it was fake the whole time, obviously, but Vine 2. Do you remember seeing those for a little bit? Not really. I think that was always just people being really hopeful. <laughs> it was people being... Well, there was somebody mocked up the logo... Um, and even the, uh, um, the initial – somebody official that was involved in Vine, because Twitter purchased Vine. They don't – yeah. uh, so the original creator of Vine said, it's true, and they were verified on Twitter, and that said, Vine 2. And I knew from the get-go, first of all, if you're going to bring Vine back, you wouldn't call it Vine 2. You'd call it Vine, right? You're not going to call it Vine 2. I just don't right. see the, the the point of it's that. It's not a
0: video game. It's a platform. Right.
1: This isn't a sequel. To, it's the same thing. Just coming back, <laughs> if it ever happened. But people were so ecstatic about it, um, and then soon after that, TikTok came out. But
0: and it blows my mind because like there's no reason that Twitter should have. This here's the thing, because Twitter also owns Periscope. Oh, and okay. My, I didn't know that. My assumption was that they were shutting Vine down to move all of the personnel and all of the uh, infrastructure and all of that to their Periscope because Vine was clearly ahead and beyond what Periscope was capable of, but what Periscope had over Vine was streaming functionality. So I assumed that they were going to merge those two ideas and merge that into the Twitter app so that you could have a dedicated, probably like a tab or something on Twitter for video and streaming content. So you have your usual home... Uh, homepage and feed of your tweets and then you have video content and live streaming content and I always imagined they would merge or they would have separate apps that could be connected to each other it never happened they just shut vine down and no one knows what a periscope is like periscope is not marketed well yeah I forgot about periscope when you periscope it shows up on your twitter because I think I think you have to have a twitter account to use periscope now but maybe I'm wrong about that but like when you periscope it shows up on your twitter I've never seen anyone's Twitter using Periscope, yeah. (laughs) ever. I I used to do I used to stream to Periscope uh, back in the day, video game stuff. When I was multi-streaming from YouTube, I was multi-streaming to YouTube, Twitch, Periscope. Yeah, Mixer. Mixer was around at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, I did that for a while, and I didn't get any traction on Periscope because, again, no one uses it because no one's ever heard of it. So it blows my mind that Twitter shuts down Vine, keeps Periscope doesn't integrate Periscope, and now Periscope's still chugging, but no one knows what it is or care about it. <laughs> right. Meanwhile, Vine was so popular that TikTok is Vine 2.0, essentially. That essentially. Is strange. TikTok is everything Vine could have become if Twitter yeah.
1: hadn't bought Vine. <laughs> right. That is a strange, strange decision. It's also interesting, too, because I think Periscope could have had the potential because more and more people... Um, are streaming. I mean, TikTok has that functionality yeah. in it, even. Um, it, it, it's interesting to me. And I know that, like, for example, um, like Twitch, right, um, which is something that I'm just now getting into. And I know it's not foreign to us, but I know that neither of us are Twitch pros by any means, I guess. But Right. Um, uh, but it's funny because I've known about, like, Twitch forever, but I feel like more and more people still... Are my, like migrating to it. Like it's still a growing platform. I don't think it's plateaued. I could be wrong. I'm just making an assumption here. I have no idea if that's true or not. But uh, it's a weird base, space. But, yeah. But it seems like a very foreign space to me. But there, there's a market for live streaming clearly because I mm-hmm. know it, it was just five or six years ago on Twitch where it was really you played games or that's it. You know now Twitch has expanded to you want to do music, you can you know, that sort of thing. I don't know when the Switch was, but I know for a long time it was the gaming live right. streaming platform, but it did change. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I was talking to a friend of mine down here and he, uh, there was a name for Twitch before it was called Twitch. And I, I don't know what yeah. it was. Do you know what Justin. I'm Justin.tv. Talk- Justin.tv, that's it, yes. Yeah. And I never watched it then. I don't think I had the technology, <laughs> the computer that could probably watch a live stream at the time. Because I think that was a long time ago, wasn't it? Like, well, and it was it was hard to do it sometimes
0: because you know transcoders and all, how you stream data like that all used to just function
1: differently back in the day. So yeah, maybe. And it wasn't nearly as plug and play. Like video cards weren't what they are now. Like if you were to stream like a console game or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. um, you'd I, I remember seeing a video. Like, I remember who was, it was um, James Rolf from uh, the Angry Beauty Game Nerd. He was talking about in the early days when he first did the Angry Video Game Nerd stuff, um, the only thing they had at that time, they didn't have the Elgato whatever, right? They didn't have any yeah. of that stuff. He said he had like a, a VHS to DVD USB converter <laughs> thing, and he'd have to use that to, to capture this footage, you know, so the quality was really low and stuff. You'd have to get pretty right.
0: Um, you know, creative. the
1: pioneers of streaming,
0: uh, the pioneers of making streaming happening uh, had, had to be a, a very special kind of nerd because oh, yeah. that n- they were doing something that no one had done before. Literally, it, that infrastructure didn't exist yet. Now, yeah, there's free software where you can just boot up on your PC f- yep. d- and everyone knows what it is. And again, Elgato and video capture cards are easy enough to come by and they're relatively cheap. Uh, yeah, but like literally just... Less than a decade ago, it was just pioneering
1: technology. (laughs) I know, not even that long ago. The same thing goes for, um, um, you mentioned in your last, uh, your last podcast, like a little bit more about your PC. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, even that I learned because I had a friend help me out when I was building mine. And he, the last one he built was 10 years ago. And 10 years ago, when he built a PC, it wasn't quite as cut and dry as it is now. Um, you know, now you can get, um, I mean, it's still, the, the fundamentally, it's the same thing. But now you can get towers that are pre-wired. You got fans already built in them. You know, you can, uh, you know, there's the, he even said, like, the instruction manual he got for his, and I had the same brand that he had, just a newer model, obviously. He said, it's so much more in-depth. It tells you exactly where everything goes. And it, it was just, it's been much more streamlined because more and more people are doing it as compared to building one 10, 15 years ago. You know, that yeah, sort of thing.
0: It's far more user-friendly.
1: Yeah. It is.
0: Than it used to be. I think it still takes a little know-how. Like, if you're just a complete, like, anti-tech person, you're going to be a little out of your depth, but I think it, it's easier than ever to do. I mean, I figured it out. I think that, I mean, I think
1: that means anyone can do it. <laughs> I feel that way about myself, that I that I did it. Right. If I can do it, you can do it. You know, I remember a lot of people were con- concerned about, or not concerned, but you mentioned it in the podcast, too. And when, when I mentioned it on Twitter, um, make sure, you, you know, thermal paste. Thermal paste, yeah. right? Um, I didn't have to worry about it because now the thermal paste comes um, pre-installed. Well, not on every, everything. Not on everything. Not on Um, everything. Yeah, so if you're building a PC, double check.
0: (laughs) Double check, make sure you got some thermal paste. Usually, nowadays, you'll get some uh, factory-sent thermal paste. But a lot of people will tell you to not use that one to go ahead and get your own because a lot of people don't trust the factory-sent stuff in case it's been, like, I've heard that weathered yeah. or dried or something like that. Uh, I used <laughs> I used it, <laughs> and yeah. mine seems to run fine. Hopefully, it's Same. not slowly melting. But I mean, right? I don't know. It, it is easier now. It, I, I think it's it's harder to screw up. So long as you do your research and get literally just all the parts you need, and then you That's, just put it together.
1: You know, right. it was interesting to me because when I put it together, I realized very quickly that it's. I mean, it, it like I said, you have to have a little bit of know how. Do your research, figure it out. Because I always knew kind of. The basics of how computers work and what the different parts do but i never understood where they went or how they plugged into each other or any of that right and uh so doing this i learned very quickly it's kind of just like a complicated lego set almost that's kind of how i see it in my head at least um you know you put the ram in there you know you put the the cpu in there you put the thing uh, the the video card at at the bottom of it you know all that um, I think it's more like Bionicle. By all, I like Bionicles better. I like a, each set sold separately. I loved Bionicles, man. That was the thing. I had a
0: Bionicle game on the Game Boy Advance. Did you? Uh, I don't remember what you did in it, but I had a game. That's what I was about to say. Like, What kind of game is that going to be? I do, it was an over-the-top thing, and you fought things. What else do you expect for a
1: Bionicles <laughs> I, game, right?
0: I don't remember anything <laughs> else about it.
1: It was a first person shooter on the game boy <laughs> that's what it was that
0: I, could you imagine I wonder if there were any I wonder if there were any
1: oh I could imagine God. like
0: holding it out and pretending it was augmented <laughs> or something.
1: who knows I bet you that if if there if you could do a first person shooter on the Game boy or even the Game Boy Advance, I bet you you're running like twelve frames a second on that thing. <laughs> I, I did
0: have a, I did have on the Game Boy Advance. I did have a, a first-person tank game, and it ran like garbage. Now that you mention it, right? <laughs> Where you had to like move in like sections a little bit when you moved around to shoot at things, and you could never see your target, your enemies, because they were like tiny little pixels <laughs> on the other right. side of the map. I don't remember what it was called, but now that you mention it, I do remember a first-person like tank game. Yeah,
1: it's impressive that it could even happen. I mean, I'll, I'll give them that. <laughs> that they could do yeah, it, I Yeah, I mean, I was
0: fascinated with it. I played a lot of it. I don't think I ever passed one level of it, but...
1: Right. <laughs> I think about that, too. I, th- I go back and play these old... On um, these old, like, N64 games, and um, just really, and games like that. I remember, um, like, for example, like, you know, I'm a big fan of Zelda. I was uh, playing just a little bit of Ocarina of Time on the original N64, not a remastered version or anything like that. And it's funny because that game natively, when it came out, ran at like 24 or 22 frames a second because they were shoving so much of a giant adventure game, right, into a little cartridge. And I remember at the time thinking, and a lot of us when we were younger were much more forgiving and didn't even really understand. I didn't know what a frame rate was when that game no. came out right that was like a pc spec and on consoles
0: what's a right. frame rate whatever
1: right you know and it's funny how much that's shifted now too now if you go back yeah. or play any game that's even a solid 30 frames it's like what is this garbage <laughs> <laughs> you know i i still i will still
0: stand by and forgive 30 frames a second but once okay. you drop down to 29 it's like oh okay wait what's going on
1: yeah what are you doing here
0: what what's happening <laughs> yeah. we need to have a talk <laughs> We need to have a talk. All right, this isn't Blighttown and Dark Souls. What's going on here? <laughs> Notorious for like, again, like Dark Souls, you're running at 60 frames a second or whatever. Then you get to Blight Town and it's four and you're like, what's happening? What, what are you loading? What's happening?
1: Did you, uh, have you played the, uh, the remaster of uh, Demon's Souls?
0: I have not, I need to get it. I've, I mean, I've, I've played the original Demon's Souls all the way through, so like there's no surprises. So I've been watching a little bit of gameplay and I'm so upset because it looks too beautiful. Like, it's too beautiful. The magical effects are too pretty. Like, oh. the original Demon Souls, because of how it came out, was kind of like, it wasn't a budget game. But it was not quite AAA. It was kind of like an in between zone where they didn't quite have everything figured out. And it was kind of grainy. It was kind of dark. The render distance was kind of foggy, kind of like how the original Silent Hill was kind of like mm-hmm. a crap game. But to hide all the crap, they just put a fog everywhere so you couldn't see. Yep. But that added to the ambience, which is why every remaster of Silent Hill sucks because you don't have the same ambience.
1: Yes, I hear same the Same thing, thing with Silent Demon Hill Souls. Fans. Yeah.
0: So, like, with Demon's Souls, it's the same thing. It is lonely, it is dark, it is foggy, and it is oh. miserable to be there. Every time you sit down to play Demon's Souls, you're like, I really don't actually want to play this game. Because it is such a oh, harrowing experience. I was watching gameplay of the new Demon Souls, I'm like, it's pretty! It's like you want to be there, and, like, right. it should not.
1: You should, every second you're playing Demon Souls, you should be wanting to quit. Right, <laughs> right, exactly, right. And so, so what you're saying, basically, is that the the budget and then maybe the limitations technically that they had played in yeah. to the, to the overall aesthetic of the of the game
0: yeah i'll say everything else about the game seems like it's spot on and i'm sure it's an amazing game for anyone that didn't play the original but someone as someone who played the original I'm like i'm not getting the same vibe. I'm not getting the same feeling. When I see the new Demon Souls, I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh, this is like an adventurer going on a quest to save the world. When I played the original Demon Souls, I was just a bum who thought they could save the world <laughs> and was wrong really? and was fighting every chance to just survive <laughs> and failing. <laughs> That's interesting.
1: Like, That's interesting.
0: So I, I've seen it and I, I just I think it's I think I'm sure the gameplay is
1: great because I'm sure it's just like Demon Souls. Uh, it's just too pretty. <laughs> It's, it's just too pretty. pretty. I get it. No, that, that that's totally fair. They did that um with another Zelda remake they put on the um on the 3DS. They did a remake and put it on there of one of the older games. And people were saying it takes away from the darkness. It was a Majora's mask, which is one of the darker ones. And um it, it takes away from because the original game, the graphics were so crude, you know, and like and it played into the darkness of the game. Because like yeah. everything just kind of looked almost
0: deformed and and, and,
1: you know and and then like you see it now and it's like oh now everything's nice clean 60 frames a second colorful it's like it takes away from the so i i I know what you mean yeah i do um i definitely want to play um demon souls that's the only game i haven't even attempted to play out of the series i played dark souls one with you a little bit
0: Oh was it Dark Souls? I couldn't even two? Say, I we tried we tried to get you into a game. I, I was trying to remember if it was Demon Souls or Dark Souls. Maybe it was Dark Souls.
1: It was it was I think it was the first Dark Souls. I had have... It definitely wasn't the second one cuz I, I would have started you with the first. Actually you no, know, I think about it. I did not play the second one. I played one. I've played a lot of 3, never gotten through all of it. Um and I played Bloodborne, which is a little more accessible, which I liked.
0: I love Bloodborne. Um, Bloodborne's really good.
1: Um Bloodborne's really good and what I like the pacing of it better than, than dark souls from my experience mm-hmm. at least it just seems a little little quicker maybe it is it is a bit um, faster so I I, I I like that and still requires a lot of technique but um that's really good um, I like uh, I like the idea that in uh, Bloodborne, it's a
0: faster paced game. So my build for my character was the Kirk hammer as soon as I discovered it. So that I'm wielding this giant hammer that slows you down. <laughs> and my offhand was the cannon, the giant cannon. So I'm like wielding the heaviest stuff in the game. I'm like, yes, this is faster paced. <laughs>
1: With the slowest things you could do, I love it. I found the slowest weapons in the game, and that was my build for Bloodborne. <laughs> you know, what's funny. I uh, it's been a long time since I played it because I've only played played it once, and that was when it, you know, whatever year it came out. I played it for about a year or so, and for me, for whatever reason, the hardest. I never beat it either, but the hardest boss for me was um, it was it was an early boss. It was the uh, Bloodstarved Cl- Beast. Cleric Beast,
0: the Cleric Beast. The cleric yeah, that's beast. like literally the first boss you go to if you miss uh, Father Gascoigne. That's I didn't miss. That was I think it was the second. It wasn't the first you, one. Because you me. can come back around to him depending on what path you can take. You can accidentally walk by fa- Father Gascoigne and run to, into Cleric Beast first. I think unless I'm getting the bosses confused. Um,
1: I uh, I just remember that one taking so much more time than one or two more after that that I did. Fight. I don't know why, but that one sticks out to me more. Yeah. For whatever reason. I, I don't know what. It That's is. a I classic. I don't know if the game is. Um, uh, I'm assuming there's a progression to it. I, I don't. There, I know there's a little bit of alternate routes you can take and stuff, and I guess you can skip certain enemies. So you, I guess you have
0: to come back around eventually. There's sometimes there's a couple side routes where you can kind of go around a thing for a little while, but then you right. end up having to come back because you need an item or something that a right, boss sure. or an area might have. So that sometimes there's a way around things, depending on how keen you are. I know, um, especially if you play through the game once on New Game Plus, uh, I, I blew my brother's mind playing this just because like on New Game Plus, I played all of Bloodborne, but I only played half the bosses. Oh. I could skip half the game on New Game <laughs> wow. Plus because I knew, I knew how to do it. Right. Bloodborne I I platinumed Bloodborne. I love Blood, Bloodborne. That was a good
1: one. So, I played that one a few times. There was a lot of uh, good games on the PS4 and now it's all over. I'm 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 slowly converting to PC just like you have.
0: I know. I like I uh, I want to get a PS5 eventually, but I'm in no hurry to do so cuz all my gaming is on PC. I would probably never play anything on the PS5.
1: Well, I'm just a freaking PlayStation uh, 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 fanboy. Right. Well I hear you. I'm the same way with I've always been Nintendo and then PlayStation for me, then Xbox is just kinda chilling. But everything's on the on the PC. But but yeah. you know you don't really have much of a reason even right now because any games are I think most games that are releasing on the PS five or Xbox uh Series X are on PC anyway. You know, right. there's not, not a lot of exclusives yet. I know there's some that are coming and I think there's a couple mm-hmm. already, but um nothing that's really interesting to me at least yet. But like when the new um did you play Horizon Zero Dawn? You play that one?
0: I didn't. Everyone says it's great.
1: That's I've seen great some game. gameplay. I never played that one myself. That's one that I played and beat pretty quickly just because I was so engaged in the game, and there's going to be a sequel for that, which I'm excited for, and I think that's still just going to be a PlayStation exclusive. so
0: I was going to say I think that was a PlayStation exclusive,
1: yeah. so I know that well, it was, but now everyone is but now it's on PC like three like three uh, hours <laughs> three uh three years <laughs> later. I guess they made it not an exclusive anymore, that, which.
0: That's what we're seeing a lot of now, especially from second or I guess third party developers that did exclusives. They're more like timed exclusives anymore, where yeah. consoles are fighting for only timed exclusivity, which makes sense because as a developer, if you have the resources to uh, make a game for more than one system, for more than one platform, there's no reason not to because uh, limiting yourself to only one platform limits your potential. How many people you can sell it to? So if you have the right. resources, it doesn't make sense to limit yourself, unless like a console is like, oh, here's another X millions of dollars to do so, but to right. offset that. But
1: yeah, it, I mean, it, even so, then it's like timed. It's true, yeah. It, it's timed. Yeah. There's very few of that. Even um, even someone like like Nintendo, who is you know known for mainly just first party more than anything, they there's there was this news recently. I don't know where this is going to lead or if it means anything, but they made an announcement that they're partnering with Xbox or they're working with Xbox to do something, and that's all we really know right now. They went to their investors and about that. I don't don't know what all the details are, but I'm thinking, what could that mean? Um, And I was thinking, wouldn't it be cool if Xbox Game Pass, if you could get the technology to work with it right, could stream like on the Switch or something? Like, I think that'd be kind of a cool thing, if it, you know, if it could be robust enough to do it. But um, I think that would be a cool service um, if Game Pass, because it's already on PC now, too. Um, I don't know if That's you... That's the
0: thing. It's always made more sense to go to PC because, you know, Xbox is owned by Microsoft, and Microsoft makes Windows. Right. So, like, Xbox to PC has always made sense to me. The thing with me is, like, I don't understand why Nintendo and Xbox would... Yeah, isn't it collab? weird? I don't I don't know where that comes from. And I know why Sony doesn't want a part of it because they're very um, um, anal about like we're not we're not collaborating with anybody. It's not well. I mean, you know where Sony ca- even I mean where PlayStation came from was an offshoot of a Nintendo project well, that Nintendo tried to can. So right. there's some bad blood there, I guess. Which but also, like, Sony's always yeah.
1: It's also a very Japanese company thing, from what I've learned. Yeah. Um It um I. Just from what I've kind of seen over the years with, um, because Nintendo's the same way—they're anal to a T with certain things and and to a to a flaw with a lot of things. And um, it's just Japanese company decisions, I think, and can be kind of, um, I think, kind of stubborn. But um, because I remember, just like when with cross, we were talking about like cross-platform or uh, games going to multiple platforms. um, When Fortnite, remember the when Sony got a bunch of slack because they wouldn't let. uh, Uh, Fortnite players on PlayStation play with, like, Splitch was on board. Like, everyone was on board, and they ended up caving, I think, and ended up, I think everyone can do it now, but...
0: Yeah, I don't know if they end up, because they they relented a little bit, but then if you had made your account on PlayStation first and then tried to open your account on, say, PC, you couldn't do it. Your account couldn't be opened. You'd have to make a new account and therefore lose all your progress. So that was an issue for a while. I don't know if that ever stopped or not.
1: I don't know. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a Fortnite
0: guy, so I have no idea. <laughs> no, I've only ever played it on PC and I've played Fortnite all of maybe,
1: maybe a dozen times. Right. I, I usually end up, the times that I have played it, I played it on PlayStation and I would hide and then the bubble <laughs> bubble would move and I would go hide again and then the bubble would move again and then I'd be in the top six or top four, whoever's in there. And then I never won, but I made it to the second once, and that was very exciting for me. Just because you know you wouldn't die—that's all it was. Right, you came long enough die. to not die. I've never been that kind of I... guy who's good at like the. They use their building as defense, right? So they can yeah. run and they got t- t- stairs, walls. I—that's too much. That's too much for me. You're actually.
0: trying to shoot a at a guy, and then he builds a whole goddamn fortress around you, yeah, and, and in you're like ten seconds. <sighs> Yeah, they're they're crazy. I could never compete with that. I hated the fact that like whenever I played Fortnite, I would spend the first ten minutes looting and chopping down trees, and as soon as I see somebody from across the map, I'm sniped and I'm dead and I'm back to the lobby. I mean Oh, it's I just listen, yeah, the whole I couldn't compete.
1: Yeah, and for me, just the whole um Battle Royale style of game, just because of that, kinda it's kind of a turn off for me, I think, overall. I think it's a It was was novel for me at first and seemed kind of fun, but if you're not objectively good at games, or especially games like that at least... Especially shooters. Yeah.
0: A lot of the big ones, they're shooters, but uh, I've recently been playing this game called Spellbreak, and it's a battle royale.
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, where everybody plays as a wizard and you all have access to different spells and stuff. But they're not shooters, so like you're not worried about getting sniped from across the map. You're not worried about someone building a goddamn fortress around you. It's a it brings the action a lot closer. And while I think there's definitely a level of skill still there, where like people could still definitely be frustrated with the game, um, I think that you're not quite as reliant on just like having a crazy rig with really good mice and aiming, and I, I don't know. You don't have to be like a trained. Uh, major league gamer to be good at freaking a game like like fortnite i feel like you have to be a professional fortnite streamer to stand a chance at winning half the time right so i don't know i feel like it i I think it brings the skill level down a little bit into the wheelhouse of of a type of gameplay that more players could perhaps be more more accustomed to as opposed to shooters because i think a, a lot of people might play shooters but they're not competitive at them
1: right sure I, I, mean, I that don't make, know. that makes sense. Um I think if I as 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 someone who's not that great at shooters, I feel like if I felt like I st- stood a better chance and maybe I was even enjoying the gameplay more even if yeah. it, if it's still Battle Royale, I think I would like it more. What are your thoughts on um So I hear complaints especially with I actually have coworkers who are all big um COD fans and they're all playing I think they're still playing Warzone. I know the new game's out now. I don't keep up with Call of Duty anymore, but... Um, no, I haven't since Advanced Warfare. Jeez, yeah. I haven't truly since probably before that. Um, but but they're, they're talking a lot about... So they play on a team together, but like one of the guys is on Xbox, another two of the guys are on PC, and there's always these debates about, like, is it fair, right? I'm sure you know where I'm going with this. Is it fair... PC versus console, right? Because the accuracy that you have with a mouse. But then again, you have... I always like to say you got auto the auto-assist or a bigger hitbox if you're on a console, right?
0: Yeah, there are, like, soft locks and systems in place to give console players uh, a little extra help when it comes to aiming, especially in shooters, when it comes to aiming. And PC typically doesn't get that same treatment, but... The thing with pc is that you have more range of motion with a mouse so you have the ability to move a mouse around much more minutely or much more quickly you can also adjust your sensitivity on your mouse on the fly if you really want to there's a lot more hardware and options and availability to people that play on pc that on console because you have to have a standardized controller you're not afforded so the Soft lock systems or bigger hitboxes, those are in place just to allow console players to at least stand a chance at having fun when playing crossplay with your friends. Because the consensus is that people want crossplay so that they can play with their friends that might be playing on a different system. Everyone wants cross-play so you can play with your friends. No one wants crossplay for competitive reasons. If you're playing competitive, if you're playing competitive Overwatch, right. Fortnite whatever if you're not playing on a pc you're not playing competitive you're not doing it because you if you're going to be competitive you have to be playing with a a mouse and everyone around is going to be playing with a mouse i will say uh that when it comes in terms of just casually playing there are plenty of people that get way too anal about that difference i think that get wrapped up in the oh my god you're playing on a controller so you're cheating because the system's uh, uh, soft locking you or whatever I think there's a lot of people that freak out about the differences, but at casual play, it really truly doesn't make a difference. Most mid-level players, you can't actually tell the difference if you're playing against somebody, whether they're using a mouse or a controller. I remember uh, Overwatch comes to mind. Uh, I could hear a teammate raging at me. We were play- I don't remember what the name of the game mode is, but it's like an elimination style. So everyone has one life, and then you, whoever the last mm-hmm. team yeah. standing is wins. So uh, I was playing that, and I was the last one standing. I was playing with a controller. I was playing on PC, but I was playing with a controller because I wasn't very good at shooters with a mouse yet. Um, coming from con- con- uh, console gaming, I was playing with a controller. And I could hear someone raging at me because uh, I was the last one left, and there were like three enemies left. And I'm playing as May, which is someone that I hadn't played very much of. So I was <laughs> sucking. I was just barely surviving. But I got all the way to the end, right, where with, a contr- with uh, my controller playing on PC. Well, I did manage to knock out the other three and win the game for the team. And I was playing with a controller and that uh, I was constantly because they, they were like, Oh my God, are you playing with a controller? I can't believe you suck. Your aim is terrible. All this stuff. Yep. But we weren't playing competitive in a casually ranked match. I was down my team and I could still come back and stand a chance at winning. And I had a lot of fun. This other guy was just losing their mind. So that's what I mean by like, yes, uh, controllers get a lot of extra benefits in terms of like the soft lock and stuff like that that uh, mice aren't afforded but people with mice have so many more options available to them i don't know cuz now now that i don't play shooters with a controller now i play shooters with a mouse it's hard to go back because i just don't have that detail
1: with an analog yeah. stick right so yeah i'm just now coming into the um coming into that now you know i'm trying to uh Play a little bit, play around a little bit um, with the mouse, mm-hmm. just in general. Even just, you know, just playing Minecraft, you know, because I, I built my yeah. computer. Gaming is secondary. It's got the power, absolutely, to do it. But um, I'm using it mainly for content creation and stuff, but... um even that, I'm just... I'm so used... Oh, actually, Minecraft's a bad example because I've always played Minecraft say, on PC. Minecraft on the but controller is a nightmare
0: and you can't change my mind. No. Everyone that plays that on console, I don't understand. I've
1: always told people to. Um, <laughs> that was a bad example for me because I've always told people, like, if you're not playing Minecraft on the computer, you're doing it wrong, in my opinion. That's just, that's just what it, it's... It has to be on the computer. It has to be Java. It has to be... Anything Minecraft. else is wrong. But it is stupid. Speaking of that, kind of back to the same point, is like Java, you can only play with other players who... Do Java, because then you have. That's the... because
0: that is the true Minecraft. The Everything true Minecraft.
1: else is fake. <laughs> yeah. It does Don't suck. get me started on Pocket Edition. Oh, Pocket Edition. Hey, Pocket <laughs> Edition's pretty robust now. Apparently, they have like four blocks to choose from now. That's pretty good. Oh, it, can't, it can't be just four blocks. <laughs> no, it's got to be more than that. Yeah, no. I remember... Man, Alpha Alpha.01 <laughs> oh version of Minecraft had more than four blocks. Come on. I remember trying it when I had, like, an old iPhone, like, years ago. Like, years ago when it, like... When I first released the Pocket Edition, and I think it had, like, 32 blocks to, to use... I think that was the real number. I think is what it was. It might have. It might have been because I think the early Pocket edition
0: might have been like what the early Minecraft edition was back when there was a free version of Minecraft. It might have been that. Did you get it when it was free, or did you? Uh, It was just something you could play on the web if you wanted to, and it was basically creative mode, but you played like only in one chunk. Like it only load one chunk. That was the entire world, and you had like the like thirty two different blocks to choose from, or something like that, and you could build stuff, and uh, you could play online multiplayer. And you could build stuff until you decided to quit. Because there was no survival. It was just creative mode. Right. That was the free version of Minecraft so that you could get a feel for like what you could do in it. And then, of right. course, they had their paid version. And then you had your whole world and stuff like that in survival mode. I remember that. That was weird. I remember playing the free version of Minecraft that was just that. And I'm like, what is this game? I don't get it. There is no game. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't understand at the time.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, so. it revolutionized everything, really. Mm-hmm. I... Uh, I think, I guess I never really got into it until I think the 2011, so the game was already out at that point, like officially, official release, um, I believe, right? I don't know Something when it officially Something like that, it out. might have been 12 when 1.00 came out, I'm not sure. Because I remember the first time I played was with you guys, and it might, was it still in beta? Maybe it was still in beta then, I'm not sure. Uh, you might have got it at the very end. of, Yeah,
0: 2011, November 18, 2011. It was the official release of 1.0.0.
1: Okay. And I know it was so that you might have been in.
0: You might have been in just before it released.
1: I know that just. So I, I was in the beta. All right. Okay. I know that just because I remember it being junior year, and that was in 2011. So. Um, so yeah. Or I guess it could have been senior year too. Hey, regardless, it, it would have it been. Yeah, it would have been your
0: senior year because that would have been 11 going into. You're time. right. Yeah. You're right. Because that's, that's when Math. we were playing on that server with Jacob was because we were all in the AP English <laughs> class. That's right. Um, and I was playing Minecraft before all that because when I told Jacob about it, he's like, you nerd, I can't believe you're playing Minecraft. And then we ended up having a server together.
1: And we had, oh man. <laughs> and I'll never forget, I got to tell the server, the rise and fall of Cal- Calgard. Um, I always tell this story. I remember, um, we there. so this is when we all had our established areas and everything. And we were, you know, we were, this was a pretty big server, especially at that time. It blew my mind that I think his brother, now it's commonplace, but we, we could type in like a particular address on the, on the, on like on Chrome or whatever, and we can find our map. So we can see like a full map of what, do you remember that? Yeah, be- because we had the Dynemap mod installed. Right, yeah. correct. And I knew nothing about mods or anything, so I just didn't know how any of that worked at the time. But I remember one time it was just, this is when we've had it for, playing it for months and it was... Well built. We were buying and selling goods to each other. We built that monorail system in the in the air yep. to go. I, I don't know if we ever finished that or not, but um, I remember we're building parts that. of it. Were right. I know I I was connected to him. I think because he was pretty central. Um, I think if I yeah, he was our kind of central hub. Right. What was your actually? What was your uh? What was your name? Your your your, your, your like country's my name? name? Or, no, your uh. Oh uh,
0: yeah, my my city was uh, a yeah. real
1: Real ruindil, That's right.
0: Yeah, that's right. I was. It, I I used a bunch of prefixes and suffixes from Lord of the Rings. I love it. It it, it roughly translates to
1: like, city of the setting sun or something like that. It's funny because I don't. <laughs> I I remember I my, mine was a French name just because my last name is French, but I can't remember what it was. I think it started with an R. I think, but I'm sure we can I find. Don't remember. I can't remember. I remember I just had, like, a big blue flag and stuff. But my point was that there was this one afternoon that I got on, like any other afternoon, and it was only him and I on at the time. And we weren't chatting um, <laughs> voice that day. We were just on the chat. <laughs> I remember I hopped on, just like, hey, what's up, Jacob? He's like, hey, not too much. Or, no, he didn't say not too much. He said, come to, come to New Cal Guard right now. Come right now I'm, I'm thinking what's that sounds about right thinking, what's going on i said show please right now i need your help i'm thinking what's going on he's like please so i'm like okay <laughs> i hop on the monorail i drive down there and as i'm approaching I, I will never forget there were random blocks appearing in the sky and then going away and thinking what is going on like like random ground oh. blocks right um and then i and, and the the frame rate started to chug along a little bit I'm thinking what is happening here well, he managed to spawn like dozens, and I mean may- maybe a hundred, um, not exaggerating, iron golems, and they were terrorizing his town, <laughs> and they were all over the place, and I don't remember how he got them all there, but there were so many of them that they were bogging down the server, um, at least in that area, right? Um, so I remember I had to go... Some dark magic went on there, dude. (laughs) Some (laughs) dark magic happened in his plays. Something. Something definitely did. Because I remember, like, he needed my help, like, killing them, because it was just killing the the frame rate and everything was just, it it was terrible, but um, I consider that the beginning of the end of Calgard, I remember that.
0: It was. (laughs) At some point, but when Calgard finally fell, was because literally, I don't know what he did to his little city area, but, like, just entire just sections sections of the of the loaded in chunk were just
1: vanishing shifting yeah you moving. remember that too. it was dark magic man i it was dark magic it was scary cuz i remember um and then we had a lot of drama um we had a um we had a friend of a friend um who was uh who was on the chat for a while and he was he was uh, griefing, as we'd call it. You know, he, and the, the one that TNT'd a bunch of stuff yep. and set things on fire. Yep, and they, thank God he didn't go over
0: to my city and set on fire because the entire thing is made out of wood. Yeah, right,
1: right. I was like, everyone got griefed except me. And I'm like, I don't think I got touched. Thank God. Thank God. I, and I didn't have much valuable stuff. So I was like, I was like, whatever. But I remember I, I think he was like stealing some stuff, too. It's like, oh, my gosh. It was just it was the beginning. Yeah. It, it was ending and it was, it was happening. But um, that was something that Jacob, the the guy who um, had the main cow guard area, he would uh, he'd always like show up. Right, I'm sure you're, he did this to you too. He would just show up. He'd show you something that he could do that we thought was cool, or he would like. He would break a block just, and just just to put it back together, or like he would do like stupid things like that all the time to get your attention. He up. made me so anxious all the time. Because you one hundred percent, do- he would he would show up
0: at my like it, it would just be like me and him on the server or whatever. He'd show up at my city, and I'd be like, "What are you doing? Here? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing here? You know you're not welcome here."
1: <laughs> and he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing.
0: He's like, "Nothing, just hanging out." You could see him across the freaking like street or whatever with his bone arrow pointed at you or something. He's like, oh, "We're not, we're not doing this, man. right Yeah, we're not yeah, doing yeah, this."
1: Just hanging out. Then he spawns like three withers to fight or something. Like he'll just do a bunch of crazy stuff. Because
0: um, he did do that. He did. He uh he managed to get enough uh, skulls together and he made a wither somewhere out in in a field and then it got away from him and we had to like kill it before it could get to someone's city and destroy their it was, city. It was near my <laughs> city. It
1: was near mine. I remember that. Yeah, I think it was yeah, I think it was between your city and his, so mm-hmm. yeah, something like that. And it, it, cuz end up rolling over to my area. I had like a dock and I had like a you know, a big area up front and I remember he was near the dock and I uh and you guys came running over saying, "Hey, we like help <laughs> out," you know, so I was and I think that was my first time seeing seeing one of those things. I don't think I've ever seen a wither before that. They were pretty new at the time. I, I don't know I don't remember what update it was that introduced them, but yeah, they were pretty new at the time. right it's it's funny how things are still um, they're still adding new stuff all the time. I know I, I, yeah. I, I tell people the last time I religiously played Minecraft and I still go back to it I, I, that's still it's still one of my favorite games, but um, is when they I fell off when the horses came out. I remember that that was a shift for me when I kind of went away from Minecraft for a while, when they introduced horses. Um, yeah. I remember that was a... I,
0: I was still into horses for a while, in, in another update or two after that. But yeah, that's
1: that was getting towards the end. Right. I remember, because I remember doing it a little bit. But I remember, um, but then yeah, soon after that for me, I was just kind of it. And now I, it's still Minecraft. You can play it how you want to play it, but um, right there's a lot of things that i see people do if i watch it if i happen to come across a video on youtube or something of somebody playing it of things that i have never seen before um but it's intriguing i kind of want to get back into it again really but
0: yeah keep playing it on your streams or whatever at twitch.tv forward slash ap ducat and maybe <laughs> uh maybe you'll continue to uh discover new things you haven't seen before because i know when i was uh i started minecraft again like i guess it's almost it's been a year and a half or something ago or maybe two years ago now, I started doing Minecraft on my channel and I haven't done it in a while, but uh, I had come back to it after so long and not playing it that I'm like, there's there's so much stuff that's familiar, but also so much stuff that's new, like the drowned right. zombies that are, come out of the water or whatever and throw tridents at you. I'm like, what is happening? Yes, what is happening? I know what you're talking about,
1: yeah.
0: Your first night that you spend with, I don't know if you saw them in your stream or not because I, I had to do my stream and I didn't see all of yours. I don't know if you saw any of the phantoms yet that come out at night. No, phantoms. You'll you'll learn about phantoms when you learn about phantoms. They're <laughs> terrifying, and they make night so much worse.
1: Oh my gosh! So, I, I won't. Spo- I won't. Okay. S- I won't spoil it for you. You'll know it when you see them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't spoil it. I remember being freaked out when they introduced <laughs> Endermen. Um, because they. Oh yeah, Endermen were terrifying, and back now then. they're they're a mainstay. But like, because especially during that time, because that's when we had that small obsession. Um, with uh with Slenderman, um, yeah, because that, that that's what that
0: was based on. It's was of, based yeah. off
1: of, right? So it's soon after that whole thing happened, and that was really popular for a short time. That was kind of like lightning in a bottle. That was really big for a while. I remember that. But um, I uh, the Enderman came out and that was really really freaky. And the
0: earliest iteration of the Enderman could pick up any block, so they could really screw screw with you. And then they changed it later where they could only pick up, I think, dirt and stone maybe right. cobblestone or something I like that i don't remember that. what they it could. is now but yeah they could pick up wood they could pick up anything and it was like stop breaking things oh my God. you would go into your house and there'd be one random block missing and you'd be like enderman
1: right, right. It, it, it's either the it's either jacob or the enderman
0: <laughs> one of the two Or ja- <laughs> jacob would be more like oh i'm missing a piece of stairs but it's over here and upside down
1: <laughs> that's so true oh my goodness <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot more now. But when when were um? Because I remember the horse update. That was a big update. I remember at the time that was a big deal. because was. There was a lot of things going on. Was that when witches were introduced to, or are they already around, or did they come later? I don't remember what uh, update introduced witches.
0: It might have been the same or close to the same. Yeah. Because that probably would have been around the
1: same time period. I don't remember when they were introduced. Right. I'm 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 just curious because I, I don't remember them in the early days, but I do have, right, experience with them i guess so
0: i think they were technically a different update because i think they might have updated some of their potion making i don't think it was the same one that introduced potions but i think they had a update that maybe tweaked some stuff maybe so i think it was a different update but i don't remember if it came before or after horses it might have been after i'm not sure right i don't know the horse one was a big one i remember jacob and i we made a horse like training ground so you could figure out their stats in game like how fast they ran we built oh, a redstone timer so you could figure out how fast it could run in a certain amount of time we had like a like like a jumping stand that could measure their height and i don't remember what the other stat was there's a health stat or something so like we had like a training ground stable for horses that's and we were aw- trying to breed really cool the though, best awesome. horse yeah that was a thing for a while so i remember the horse one for sure but the witches one i didn't do much with witches
1: right i uh in their swamps I, uh, I remember, another thing I remember is your giant statue of you. I remember that.
0: Yeah. You
1: had a giant statue. I built a giant statue, statue
0: of, me. of my, it was a one-to-one recreation. Every pixel on my Minecraft uh, skin was a block in Minecraft, and so it was one-to-one giant statue of me. I say one-to-one. I guess it was technically, what, 64 times my size, I think, is what it came out to. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, every pixel on my skin was a block oh, in Minecraft. Oh, you'd see it
1: you'd see it when you're super far away the one of the first few things that render as you come closer is that giant statue of you (laughs) it was fantastic i was
0: pretty happy with it i always liked getting a bunch of sheep together getting all the wools and then yeah you build a ladder up inside my butt and then just climb up my statue (laughs) until just laying down wool one piece at a time
1: like did i get this this pixel right there's your um there's your first book a stat or a A ladder to my butt. A ladder up my butt. Ladder, yep. <laughs> I like ladder to my butt better. <laughs> ladder to my
0: butt, because I did have a secret door too inside my statue. That because you could, there was a ladder up my statue to get to the top on my head where I could blast fireworks off when they introduced fireworks. But I also had a ladder going down that went into like a secret room or
1: mine oh, that's or something cool. like that. Um, yeah. Are you familiar with um, RT Game Crowd? No. Okay. Sometime, when you have a a chance, look up at just RT, RT, and then Game Crowd. He's on Twitch. Um, What he does is he has this giant, he has multiple servers and with multiple moderators in there, and he has a 100 or so, if not more, um, followers of his Twitch streams or whatever join in, and he always gives them an assignment to do. And um, (laughs) so, like, for example, they're recreating, um, like, each country, like the world by country. So they've done, he's from Ireland. So they've done Ireland. They've done, um, they've done America. And they're not obviously doing any like one to one ratios or anything like that. But, um, they have access to a map so they can kind of see roughly where they're located and what the layout of the, of like what the country is or whatever, you know. And they, and some and people. And it's like supposed to be one to one to the actual world. No, it's not supposed to be one to one. No, no. It's just, it's, okay. it's it's just, they actually created a layout of, like him and his moderators okay. created the layout of the country, but then they just they 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 let their players do whatever they want right pretty much but but it. but it also he'll make like these giant giant like strip mall or not strip malls like giant malls, and each character in the or each uh player can like' it's like everyone's allowed to grab one part of the mall, one shop make your shop whatever you want, and then he goes through and tours it later um as they're building it it's That's actually cool. it's actually a really cool thing it's a cool cool community, but there's some really funny ones and there's some um it, it it's just really good it's all kinds of things like one time he had them like build in complete darkness so like they could barely see anything just you know what i mean just and people would get creative with that and um it's cool i highly recommend it rt game crowd someone i watch on twitch a lot i'll try to remember that it's, it's a cool idea you know i i know that if i had that kind of audience i think it'd be so much fun just to Put him in a sounds giant... like too much work to set up. Oh, oh my gosh, you're right.
0: <laughs> sounds like too much work to set up. I'm already thinking about it. I'm like, I feel like this is something that uh, someone would ask me to do. And I'd be like, oh, but it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work.
1: <laughs> he's so lucky because he's. has I don't have
0: moderators. Right. He's got know. like six
1: guys <laughs> that do it all for him. And then he just, at this point at least now, I'm sure he had to work right. to get there. But he just goes through and looks at what everybody makes. And some people can make. I bring that up because there's so many amazing statues that people can make. It's ridiculous. Like, yeah, like oh, I, I've seen some people like do
0: creative builds when they build like big structures or statues or towns or buildings or whatever. And you're like, that is like they look so good and so detailed. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing. Yeah, it blows your mind. It really does. That and the giant computers that people make in Minecraft. Yeah, people make yeah computers and calculators and. The most accomplished thing I did with Redstone Minecraft, I did build a slot machine once, did where you, you you could put in you could put in gold or emeralds, and it was a giant slot machine, and uh, basically it, it it completely operated on chickens. It, <laughs> there were chickens in the slot machine, and they would chuck eggs that would activate. Uh, pressure plates. If the eggs hatched into other chickens, and then there was a system inside the machine to kill off the chickens when you were done with the slot. <laughs> so, so it was constantly hatching and thro- hatching chickens and throwing eggs when you put your money in, and you might win more money back out. I made a slot machine.
1: That's awesome. Powered by
0: chickens. Powered by chickens and redstone, baby. And I don't remember how I did it, but I did it, and I was like, haha, it's done. And I did that actually on the CalGuard server before it went down officially. And um, uh, they, there was like a there was a patch or an update or something like that that came out, and then it broke all my redstone, and the slot machine didn't work anymore. <laughs> That's a shame. No more gambling. It's over. Yeah, it, was a, it became a sober county. <laughs> sober county. I like it. I guess I'd be a dry county. I don't know. but It's all the same. Minecraft, baby! Minecraft. I've probably taken up enough of your time. (laughs) Oh goodness! Now that we've gone, now that we've gone. I was looking at the. I was looking at the time like an hour ago. I'm like, oh man, I should probably wrap this up. And that was an hour ago. And I'm like, well, we'll just keep talking. Keep it up. Yeah, we have the tendency to.
1: We uh, we can talk about this stuff forever. Yeah.
0: But also, this makes up for the fact that last week I didn't release a podcast. Unfortunately, I got too busy. I didn't release a podcast last week. I know I I thought you might. I thought you might. And then we were talking about doing this podcast uh, this week. I'm like, all right, well, I can't bail on this one. That's right. So this one was uh, extra long for uh, as a makeup for that. I'm thinking about, too, I, I don't know if I should do a separate channel or the same channel on YouTube doing like clips of the podcast. Yes. I I take like sections of the podcast that are just like, you know, little sections of of topics and stuff that we covered. So that might be coming. I don't know if it'll be on the same podcast channel or a separate channel. Probably the same. I don't know. I would
1: do the same. But that's something
0: I've been thinking about. That's something I've been thinking about a little bit. It doesn't really affect any of my listeners on the audio forms of like Spotify, Google, et cetera. Uh, But that's something I've been thinking about as well. So keep an eyeball or an earball out for that. But this has been a hasty podcast. Like I say, we should probably wrap up. I've been here with Alex Duquette.
1: Yes, thank you. Uh, um, really quick, thank you so much for, for having me on. I'm, I've been a listener since since the first episode, when you, when you did your daily since stuff. Since the beginning. The, since the daily the the stuff. Beginning. I wouldn't
0: mind. Yeah, I wouldn't mind going back to something a little bit more frequent than weekly, but I, I don't know. it. I, I like the longer form content stuff instead, so we'll see what the future has to hold. But that yeah, thank you for joining me as well. I hope to have you on in future episodes as well. Yes, I'd love to. Cuz I know we can talk about anything. I don't think we covered half the topics I, I thought I was going to try to direct the conversation toward, but I was like yeah, I like where we're going with this. I will just okay. keep going. So. Good. I, I hope I
1: yeah, I didn't want to take it somewhere you didn't want to go or something like that or.
0: Well, no, like I in my mind I was like, oh, "Okay, I've got a couple of things I could bring up about like, you know, what's going on here. Some of the stuff that we talked about last time I talked to you in person." Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I was like, you know, I've got a couple ideas. We'll see where the conversation goes. Well, so that, I know there's plenty of stuff we can talk about.
1: Yeah, anytime down the road, you want to have me on, I'd love to love to join again. And once again, check out Alex on his YouTube,
0: uh, youtube.com forward slash Alex Duquette Music. Check him out on Twitch uh, at twitch.tv forward slash AP Duquette. Check him out on Twitter. I think it's also AP it's all, Duquette. Yep, all AP Duquette, yep. AP Ducat. Check them out on TikTok, apparently. AP Duquette. AP Duquette, yep. <laughs> and uh, links and stuff in the descriptions and uh, and explanations of this uh, podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. This has been a Hasty Podcast and I have been Weston Hasty. Until next time, wash your hands. I don't have an outro for this podcast. Bye. <laughs>